everybody. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Date with Dateline. That is the most perfect intro I've done since we started, and I actually cared. Did it. I nailed it. You did. What was I going to say? Oh, that's good. (laughs) Oh. We're covering um, an episode tonight. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah, we are. But I did want to say something first. I was talking to a Patreon, Erica, about like just the podcast and sponsorship and stuff. And I was saying how every time we submit ourselves something, they ask about downloads. And she said, oh, well, I don't always download. I just stream it sometimes if I'm at home. So maybe you should start telling people that they should download each episode. Is that correct? I think if you stream it, it a part of it has to download onto your computer. No, I don't temporary- think so. Like on your phone? I don't think so. We're going to need a technology person to explain this to us. Yeah. So maybe tell us, and then maybe next week we'll tell you, by the way, you should always be downloading. And then you can delete it right after you listen to it. You don't have to keep it on your phone. But True. like download it first. Yeah. Instead of streaming. If that makes it, And that might make a difference in our numbers. If you want to support the podcast for free. Yeah. Just download. Download. And, and iTunes review and subscribe. And steal everyone's phones that you know and do the same on their phones. So this episode is called A Small Town Secret. Secret. Um, It is about Tara Grinstead, who we did a little pre-cap recap for our Patreons, and I totally blew it and thought her name was Green... Green... What did I think it was? Greenstead. Greenspan? Like you're watching Greenspan. No, like Greenstead. Like Greenstead. Like green instead of blue. Grinstead. (laughs) And I don't know why I thought that, and I'm I'm willing to admit that I was wrong. I appreciate that because you were especially, I'm not going to say harsh, but you were especially insistent that I was wrong by saying Grinstead. You were insistent that I had to be wrong, which uh, given our track record, I get it. I'm not going to Is this a take the lamb moment, but for me? No, it's not that bad because I howled. Howled and howled and laughed. Yeah, you laughed right at my face. I did. I laughed. Like you practically spat in my face. I didn't spat with laughter. There was no spatting, but it was. I was laughing. Yeah, you were. So you didn't laugh at me on this. You just corrected me in a firm manner. No, Katie, you're wrong. Yeah, and also in that little bit we did for Patreons, we talked a bit about Payne Lindsay. I don't know if we're. Are we going to go into that? That whole thing, the drama. He's on the podcast. The dirt. So sh- when I mean, we get there, are we going to recap that whole thing? The insider yeah. dish that everyone has access to? Yes. I think we can briefly go into it. And then I okay. have had some epiphanies about him since watching this episode. Oh, interesting. So we can, yeah, we can talk about that. Because you had very strong feelings. I, I did. And I still do have very strong feelings. They're just different feelings now. Are you in love with him? No, I had a very like meta moment. When I was examining why my feelings are so negative, interesting. At a very self-aware moment. Uh huh. That mm-hmm. L- lifted up the mirror. I see. I, I lifted up the Kimberly mirror. I saw mm-hmm. myself for the ugly person that I truly am. So, all right. But let's when get. This is a good my episode. My sixth grade class sang "Man in the Mirror." It's my there favorite. There was not thing. a dry eye in the house. No, sixth graders singing "Man in the Mirror" is going to make you cry every time. Yeah, it did. We nailed it. Again, I, I, I feel like I brought up the point of, never mind, I'm just going to let it go. I think what? people know what I'm thinking. What are you thinking? I'm just trying to think about, 
your sixth grade class. Was this in Virginia or was this here in Orange County? It doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter, but it was Orange County. Okay. So I think we can imagine what that class looked like. It's just not the most diverse (laughs) No, it's not. not, Okay, we'll just move on. Let's just... It it wasn't. It it was not. (laughs) So... uh, Get to cap I left. Get to um, recap it. Okay. So let's get my cap on. Let's get your cap uh, on. So this is cap and gown on. I don't know. Sorry, oh, she sorry was, was a it teacher? a teacher? No, was it a sixth grade graduation song that you sang? No, it was just like a, oh. a, a maybe a holiday performance of some sort, I think. You're not seeing that at the holidays. I feel like it was like a springtime concert type thing. I don't think it was graduation because we didn't really have a sixth grade graduation thing. I don't remember yep, it being. Like I a bet big you deal. it was for graduation. I don't think that so. seems like a graduation song. Like it does. Like I've I've looked at who I am in elementary school, and I want to be ashamed of my behavior. I want to be different in junior high. I want to be a better man and in junior we high. And build this dream together, <laughs> standing strong forever. That's a different song, but still, that's it's a totally good graduation song. That's a good graduation song. I hope you song knew too. that it was a different song. I did. Did you know the whole time? I was thinking. Start- of, I was thinking of good graduation songs because ours was simply the best, which was great. <laughs> but but build this dream together. That's it. nothing's going to stop us now by Jefferson Starship. I feel like ours might have been in was it that song of like we were only freshmen. What's wrong with you? Like the what most our song was song. graduated? No, in um high school, I think. Oh. But maybe that's not right. Maybe it was somebody else's cuz oh, I don't know how man, age that, is that like. music was But isn't terrible. that song like really depressing oh, yeah, it's about like awful. someone killing themselves or something? No, that no, you're thinking of the other one, but it's like that one. And oh, I'm thinking what's it of, called? Well, oh. she's a brick. Yes, about brick, abortion. Brick. Which that's is the so worst sad. one, which stop. Yeah. Enough. You can listen to it yeah. once, you're done. Don't keep listening yeah. to that. Put it away. No. But we were only freshmen. Something terrible happened when they were only freshmen. They didn't know better. But I don't remember. Okay, I'm, I think I'm there not, was an I don't accident. Want to to it. Yeah. I think someone drove off a pier. Drunk driving? In an accident and Drunk like driving. died. Or it was a like, I know what you did last summer. And a bunch of them killed a guy with a hook by no, accident. Not in that song. And then covered it up and he came back. No, it was like drunk driving. Killed them all. Write us. Let us know what it yeah. was about. So this song, yo, what are we talking about? What's Dateline. the episode? What's the episode what's our, number? What's our podcast about? Dateline. Oh, season twenty-seven, episode two: A Small Town Secret. Not to be confused with Secrets in a Small Town, which is a totally different episode. Oh, that's not right. But do you see how they're switching it around? Yeah, I see. I got it. They are just so diverse. Well, that's I also didn't write the title down right because I wrote Small Town Secrets. And that's clearly not right. It's no, a small it's town. A se- small town secret. With, and the other episode is secrets in a small town. All right. Well. Which I want to cover. We will be covering it for our secrets series. Okay. I I guarantee you because it's one of my favorites. It's a Keith. It's a great one. Oh, good. Um, But this is. A small town secret. No, no. But who's hosting this one? Oh, Andrea, Yay. Queen Canning. It aired on 10, 15, 18. We're a little behind you guys. We totally realize it. We're catching some, up. We're going to catch up. things are happening. There's movement. Things are happening. And we won't be late as much anymore, hopefully. We promise. This episode takes place in Osceola, Georgia. I got a lot of flack from some of our Patreons for saying, I don't believe it only has two stoplights. Yeah, you should have. 
Because I just don't get it. Like, I just don't get it. And someone wrote me that their town only had one stoplight yeah. and a couple stop signs. I just don't understand how people drive. This town like, had 3,500 They had 3,500 population. Yeah, but so on the main street, like, people still need to stop so people can cross the street and stuff. There would be constant accidents. Even Cabot Cove. No, maybe Cabot Cove did not have very many streetlights. No, I think we have stop signs. I just found people saying there was lots, even lack of stop signs, which I just think is dangerous. I can accept no stoplights. I can't accept no traffic signs whatsoever because people are dumb on the road. Well, you should probably write your congressman. It's a really important issue that you that you have. <laughs> it is the most important issue facing start, our nation. Start your new petition. <laughs> gonna come I want more stoplights in every town. Every right. even I don't towns I don't live there. I don't know what their situation is. Okay, so there's a sweet potato festival. Yep. Thoughts? Great. What's Do you want to compete in one? No, don't bring me into this. You leave me out of this. Wait till you, we get to Twitter. Wait till we get to Twitter. We'll see. Oh, no, no, no. I thought it was fun. I really actually super enjoyed hearing about the Sweet Potato Festival. I would have liked to have heard more about it because I love small towns. And like, Oh, I thought you were talking about the pageant. Okay, no, I'm into the festival. Oh, okay. I thought you were trying to like rope me into like, did I to want to be a, a part of the potato. Yeah, Miss you Sweet could Potato? Be a Miss Sweet Potato? I could not. I Miss Grumpy Potato. Well, not now. Miss Angry Potato. <laughs> we're a little past our prime, I feel like. <laughs> Miss Grumpy. Miss Old and Grabby Potato. It's good. <laughs> Everyone loves it. With like sprouts off. Like those weird little roots that grow off potatoes when they get old. That's what I would be. That's my potato face. Oh, I hate right. those sprouts. They creep me out so much. I have Why? to throw away the potato. Because you have an I, alien gross problem. me out. Because you're afraid yeah. of aliens. Yeah, yeah. They look a little bit like they aliens. They scare me so much. Something's going like to happen to you. No, you cut like, them off, I think. It scares me. I don't know if you're supposed to throw the they potato look like away when you get... Yeah, and you don't like mushrooms. But I yeah. think once the... Once it gets the sprouts, I think you have to throw the whole potato away. I could be wrong on that. You maybe just are able to cut it out. I think we're going to get a lot of hate on I'm this. I'm super wasteful. I know it's super wasteful, but it's like a can't. But fear. can you scrape it off? Because sometimes when you see things like that, you need to throw it all out because its roots are in. Like there's something inside. Write to us and tell us. No, don't. You should know. This is already- I only buy potatoes if I'm going to eat them right away because I don't like to be wasteful. So I've never seen you have a potato at your house. I, last week I had two. I bought those baked potatoes wrapped in plastic you did? that you put in the microwave. And I had one for dinner, like both nights. Those are good. I like baked potatoes for dinner. I'm into that. All right. Yeah, it was really good. So I do like sweet potatoes. It reminded me of, I'm going to pitch it one last time, trial and error, because I want you to watch it. I'm going to watch it the minute I have time. I will watch that show. But I think people would rather me get the podcast up faster than watch trial and error. I could be let wrong. A, let, let us know what you think. There is really only two options. So I don't. I either could watch a fun show and enjoy myself or try to cover up all of our mistakes. <laughs> Dude, this, is the, this is the scales of justice. All right, go ahead. It, it's a little town called East Peck, and they only have one bank holiday. It's called Pumpkin Fest and lasts for two weeks in June. That's amazing. <laughs> That's that's trial and error. Like in a I'm excited. No, it's I'm really excited. fun. 
Also, if anyone is also as fascinated by it as I am with like small town customs, like little things, Anderson Cooper has this bit about this like festival where the women hit the men with a pussy willow and like he can't get through it without laughing and it's by far one of the funniest clips you'll ever see on TV. That's really and funny. It's amazing. So this episode is about Tara Grinstead, a high school teacher in teaching history. I almost said a high school teacher in high school. Nope. Teaching history. She's young and beautiful. She has competed in it's hard to tell if she's beautiful. Can we say no, that? This was the no, she's beautiful. But every picture that they show us of her, I don't understand. Because when does she go? When does this all take place in well, the nineties? Well, this is the thing. When I listened to the pot, started listening to the Up and Vanish podcast. The first episode, I was only half listening, and the way they're talking about this, like Southern beauty queen, high school teacher, the way they're describing it, I thought it was like in the fifties. Like I thought it was an what? old because it's like a old South like beauty pageant person and no. and I just started picturing and then they you start see these grainy pictures and you're like when did she go missing is this case from like the 60s no it's from the what 90s happened? right it's, and it's very recent it's not I mean it's not that old is it the it's 90s like, it's the I 90s I believe it was 95. no it was no 2005 you're okay. 10 years off so 2005 so it's fairly re- I mean it's, it's this is 13 why, years old why can't we get a clear picture why are we getting right. every single grainy picture? The clearest images we get, I think, are the video that we have of her at the pageant, of well, which she looks lovely. Feel, she does look lovely, but the, it is like an. It looks like an old VHS tape was it, like videotaping her, like know. like my home movies from like the eighties, right? But it's two thousand five. Exactly. That's what's so yeah. weird. It's hard. That's why it's the picture really surprised me to put a date on it and like. There's no surveillance footage or things that you feel like should be there if it was in 2005. I think we're just they don't so... talk about cell phones that much. It's like it's like in another mm-hmm. land, but like I think the land that's before time. We're like so technologified. That's not a word, but you know what I'm saying. That yes. I imagine that every picture is going to be as clear as if I'm taking it with my smartphone On your iPhone. now. Yeah, and it's not in 2005. Right. They weren't like that. The pictures weren't right. like that. So. I mean, were we still buying digital cameras? What was happening in 2005? Yeah, digital cameras. Because I have scrapbooks from, like, with digital camera photos. And they're a lot clearer than the photos they showed. Yeah, that's why I'm confused. Okay. What's happening? Are we? I hope we're not being small-townist. We're not being small-townist. I don't understand why the pictures aren't clearer. I think that's a very normal question as to why these pictures looked older than 2005. Yes. And most of them look like they had been recent within... 2000 to 2005 the pictures we were seeing we saw some high school pictures a couple but they look the same as the ones taken right before she went missing that's the confusing thing okay yes so she competed in beauty pageants to make money for school and we meet a few of her friends we meet two friends and a student that she was coaching in beauty pageants they all have very thick beautiful southern accents in 2005 she was coaching a student of hers on a Saturday whose name is Dana. Can I just call her Dana with the frosted eye? Yes. Because that's not, it, it, that's just saying a statement of fact. Sparkle eye. Sparkle eye. Sparkle eyes. That's very nice. Sparkle eye. You're beautiful. That's beautiful. There we go. Sparkle she Sounds eyes. like a My Little Pony. She is also a lovely looking She is gorgeous. Young lady. But she's, she's not doing herself any favor. Well, that is the that so Oliver did have one quote that we can say now or we can save it to the end. 
No, go for it. So Oliver watched the first half of this episode with me, and he said, quote, that's some makeup, ain't it? <laughs> Oliver also is not from Texas or the South, so I'm no. not sure where ain't it came from. <laughs> but he, got in, he got swept up in the accent. He does. He's coming in. He's coming where we're watching with a plate of food, and he looks up at the screen and just says, well, that's some makeup, ain't it? She maybe went to the mall to the counter no, and said, no. I'm going to a cocktail, like, debutante ball, put on everything that you have. I think it's also just that she's so pretty that she doesn't need it. She's wearing a lot of eye makeup and red lipstick and just she doesn't, doesn't need it. She's a really she, pretty girl. And I liked her. She made me laugh at one point unintentionally, but I Aww. did like her. I liked um, her, too, because she seemed very sweet and very genuine. Yes. So, okay, so then we meet this uh, friend, Wendy, who's a fellow teacher of Tara's. Wendy and McFarland. We, and then we meet Tara's best friend, Maria. Yeah, I like Maria. Yeah, you I'm, did. I'm into her. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I was trying to figure out who was the Tara and the Maria in our relationship. Oh, well, we're going to get into that. Oh, great. Okay, good. So Tara had said during this weekend, so she goes, she's coaching Dana at this pageant on a Saturday, and then she said she's going to a friend's barbecue after that. (laughs) She went to the barbecue, she left the barbecue, and no one ever saw her after that. And they don't really realize she's gone until Monday when she doesn't show up to teach at school. Maria's first reaction, the best friend, she's worried that Tara committed suicide because Tara had been, quote, unstable and unhappy. I got theories on that. I appreciate that she's telling us the truth and she's not sugarcoating it. But? But I feel like most friends try to sugarcoat it on Dateline and wouldn't say, oh yeah, Katie, she was a nut bar. I thought Mm -hmm. she killed herself. She was a whack job. And she's saying, yeah, she was unstable. She was unstable lately, is what she very clearly said. Yeah, that's true. She was going through a period. Yes. And then she later spills all the tea. While trying not to spill the tea. It's very funny. Yeah, she we'll get to it. She spills all the tea. She does. Not, yeah. Okay, so the police go to Tara's house, and her phone was there. Her car was there, but it was unlocked. And apparently she never, ever left her car unlocked. Tucked in the door was a business card from a cop from a nearby town. Uh No forced entry. And then Maria finds a single latex glove Uh in Tara's yard. Uh That's just creepy and gross. Uh I don't know. It's just gross. It's like finding a condom or something. It is. It's gross. Anything latex I was thinking about it. Yeah, don't find latex in your yard. But I was thinking about it. I feel like it's worse than a condom. Really? Because ill intentions. Like condom could be fine intentions. Someone could have just gotten busy, but a latex glove outside of a hospital mm-hmm. really does imply something bad. Something happened. bad happened, right? A condom could just be, because if you see a condom on a lawn, you're not thinking, oh my God, she was raped and dragged right. away. It's, it's like the opposite. No, I'm of thinking that. teenagers were having sex in the woods and they mm-hmm. left their condom out right, there. Right. But if you see a latex glove, you're like, someone was trying to cover their fingerprints yeah. and or shooting up in her driveway. <laughs> Exactly. Which is both horrific. So, yeah, yeah, that's bad. No, that's a good point. The local police are on it. They call for backup. And there's a search party. We don't get that many details about the search party, unfortunately. Sorry about that. I know. Thoughts and prayers to me. Local reporter is... (laughs) Local reporter is... No thoughts and no prayers on that. (laughs) Okay. That's fine. I'll give them to myself. 
Okay. A local reporter, I can't remember her name, is covering the case, and we meet her throughout the episode. I, I honestly don't remember her name. You know, but I feel really bad. I did not write her, down her she name. She seemed but totally she fine. Is, I have nothing to complain about. But she is from, I can tell you, the Oscilla Star, which I thought was the cool a cool name for the paper. Cool. I like it. I don't know. We can call her the Star Lady. The Star Lady. There we go. Um, so they don't find anything, and there's so much swampy land, I guess, around there, and foliage, as my mom would say. She really likes to say foliage, that it's hard to find anything, and they right. don't find Tara. We see old footage from when they're talking about the case, and we see a young Lester on the Today Show. And Dateline posted the clip and said, hashtag pre-Vester. Oh, which I thought was kind that's of funny. funny. Yeah. The case becomes a media circus. Greta Van, what's her face? She's a reporter. She talks kind of funny. I forgot how kind of funny she talks. Um, what do you mean kind of funny? Like with an accent? With an accent, but also like she's not moving her mouth all the way. Oh. Also, I, I Googled her and she's a Scientologist. I didn't know that. And then we meet, we see Nancy Grace because she didn't give Tara a nickname and like Tot Mom. Sorry. And like when you do the impression when she's like Tot Mom, and scree- you know. Where's the you- body? <laughs> do Show me love- the evidence. <laughs> <laughs> I love your Nancy Grace. It's so good. Because the sad thing is I'm not actually doing Nancy Grace. No, I, I know. I, what I'm doing is any drag drag race fans out there, I'm doing <laughs> detox the drag queen impression yeah. of Nancy Grace. <laughs> Where's the body? <laughs> That's what I'm doing. It has nothing to do with her. It is a it is a I am impersonating a drag queen impersonating Nancy Grace. You're welcome. I love it. It's, it's a, your gift. It's to a the really world. deep impression. What would she have said about Tara? Missing beauty queen. Yeah, something no, about that's beautiful, kinda boring. beautiful girl. No, I don't think <laughs> it would be something like that. Probably. And then something I don't know. I'll think about it. I'll give you a good one by the end. She'd probably call her like the grown up Jean Bonnet or something. I think that she would have a lot to say later about the gentleman that we're meeting. Oh yeah. Which so I don't it? know. I don't know, because Oliver also had, like, some choice words to say about some of these gentlemen. So Mm -hmm. we'll, yeah, not as choice as ain't it, but still. I should have gotten a sound clip of that. I'll try to get Uh, one. So the police asked the best friend, Maria, to tell them all her secrets. And she, like, kind of seems like she doesn't want to, but then she tells them to national television. So... I was kind of like on the fence about that. But again, I appreciate her telling the truth. And if she was sugarcoating it and saying her smile lit up a room and she had no drama in her life, I would be mad also. But like, would you tell the police my secrets? Yeah, I was going to ask you that Do question. Do I have any secrets? Would you tell them that I buy soy sauce, specialty soy sauce on Amazon.com? No, because that would not be in relation to the crime. Would you tell them what I have of Griffey's in a drawer? Yes. No. You would. I would not no, I would not tell them that either. This is not related to a crime. I might give away your dad and say that your dad talked about killing your mom a lot. A lot. Yeah. In a comical fashion. In a comical fashion, but, but in a way that there's truth in comedy. In a way that like I don't want to ever talk about it on the podcast because it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, but people like it and we're gonna be doing a lot more of it. Oh good lord. Okay, but anyways. So we're talking about telling secrets. Well, would you tell mine? Because you would. You'd straight up tell all of mine. Oh, yeah. 
I know every guy that you've dated that yeah, I don't I like. Oh, and you'd go to them first. I would go to them first. Yeah. I know every friend that you've had drama with. That's true. That's I would true. list them all. And you know what? You could say there is a certain gentleman out there that doesn't listen to this podcast with a mustache that would need to be real worried. Yes. If something ever happens to me. Because you oh, will yeah. send them straight to his I door. don't care if he is... <laughs> In Australia at the time of the murder. He'll say he he choreographed it. I will find a way to pin it on him. I know you will. But other than that, I wouldn't tell them like that you have a compulsive ice chewing problem. No. Or No, that's why I wouldn't tell them about the soy sauce packets. But what if it did? What if like they could track you by like following all the sonics? And like if you were running away and they were like, where can you find crushed ice? And they put it on one of those maps with the red string and they trace like to you find your body or your, you were running away. So I would do all of your, because he started saying ain't. So I would do all of your ailments and I would say trace the doctor line, (laughs) (laughs) trace trace the medication line, the cream line, (laughs) trace everything. The foot. Where's the, the foot local doctor? scabies clinic? Yeah, exactly. That's where you'll find her today. Um, <laughs> so sad. So the officer who had left his business card in the door. I'm super suspicious of this guy. He's a family friend. You in pain? Who, who was? Yeah, was checking on her for the mom. Apparently, Tara's mom told him. Yes, their Can family you pop friends. Pop over yeah. and check on her and she wasn't there so he left his card in the door. Right. But it's not as simple as that. They were romantic for a while, but he was married. How long was uh, a while? Oh, did we get a uh, yeah. Uh-oh. That's the start of the drama that surrounds Tara. Did we did we get a timeline on him? I didn't. I don't okay. recall. A while. I don't know what a while means. Then they, the police were concerned about a student. Like a student could have developed a crush on her because she was beautiful and she wasn't that much older than the students that she was teaching. So yeah. it's conceivable that a student, sure. and we've seen it on Dateline many times. Yes. So there was this student named Anthony Vickers, which is an evil name if I've ever heard one. Yeah, that's rough. Maria thought there was something off about him and she told Tara, keep your distance. They show pictures of Anthony Vickers. Uh-huh. To me, he looked like Jeff Spicoli from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Okay. Who doesn't, it in itself does not look that threatening. Looks kind of like a dumb, like, jock type. He was on the football team. I don't know. He has, like, floppy hair and his looks, like, sunburned at no, all he, times. He had the teenage dirtbag mustache or the teenage dirtbag chin. It. He had the chin straggle. Oh, the Teenage dirtbag chin scraggles. He did it. He did, and it was Blondie. Blondie Red. Oh, no. Like Spencer Pratt? Yeah, you, no. you missed it. Oh, no, he, you would have been. Done. You would have, yeah. No, I'm I upset. immediately was like, no, that he did it. No, I And don't I like feel that. bad. You can't have that. No, you can't. I'm moms, sorry. Help, moms, help your teenage boys. Don't let them, don't let no. them think that facial hair is going to make them look grown up. Because when you're 17 with the chin scraggle, disgusting. it makes you look like you need to take a shower. Yeah, it's gross. Yeah, put on deodorant. In the same year that Tara went missing, Vickers had showed up outside her house at night, and she had called the cops on him. So there's something weird. That sounds like drugs to me. I don't know. It sounds like drugs or booze, and he just got real drunk and went over there and was like, I love you. You let me in right now. 
So you don't believe that he and her had anything? No, I'm sh- no, I I do, but I think that this was a bad night. I think oh, that you he do. was out with his friends. You yeah. think Tara and her him had something? Well, we'll get there. Okay. He is very helpful to police, and he gave his DNA. Then there's another guy. Oh, boy. Marcus Harper. Mm-hmm. He was dating Tara for a long time, like five years. But then they had broken up, and it was bad. It went badly. He is a former cop, and it's starting to feel like the only people in this town are either cops or high school students. True. And he had just gotten back from the Army a few weeks before Tara disappeared. Yeah. That's a big coincidence. And he's drama. There's lots of drama. Tara had heard that Marcus was back in town and was seeing a new girl. So Tara had heard that Marcus was back in town and was seeing a new girl. A girl barely out of high school. Wah, wah. Can you say sleazy? Tara was pissed. Of course she is. But she went a step further and injected herself into this yes. by threatening to tell the girl's father yeah. about it. I would like some now, more information on this. if she was legal, I don't know what telling the father would even do. It's not like she was a minor. Well, how old is Marcus is the problem? Is we're not getting, is he 33? How old is he to date this 18-year-old that it's like shocking? Well, I thought the shocking part was she was like 18, but then he says, no, she wasn't. She was 20. She was 21. So I really can't tell. Marcus is interviewed by Andrea and he tries to, oh boy. Okay. So he's in a pinstripe suit. Yeah. I thought he was okay for like 10 seconds. I was like, oh, I kind of, okay. He's not that, oh, I hate this guy. What? Yes. Okay, why? He becomes a douchebag real fast to me. Okay, how? Explain. Do you do you didn't get douchebag vibes at all from him? No, I'm going to tell you why. But go ahead. Why? Why what? didn't I get douchebag? Because you I did. think because I feel more like I understand what Tara was doing. Obviously, they had broken up because she had given him an ultimatum, right? I'm going to jump ahead to that real quick. She had given right. him this ultimatum, which is the reason they broke up. He decided he wasn't ready to get married. He had a whole plan. And Oliver sort of, and I talked about this, watching this part. And he said that he, what I think happened is that she had in her head, what happens probably in this town is that maybe people get married early and start having babies. So maybe her, yeah. maybe Maria and her friends around her were all starting to do this. She unfortunately had picked a guy who had different plans for himself. He wanted to yeah, go no, into the army. I don't blame him Rangers. for that at all. Okay, so I don't what blame is... him for that at all. I only don't like his demeanor and attitude towards Andrea and his oh. explanations of things, his defensiveness and his excuses. But wouldn't okay, were why BS. wouldn't wouldn't you not be super defensive if people were thinking you killed your ex-girlfriend? Yeah, but there's a way to do it in a way that doesn't make you look so guilty of something. So first of all, he says that Tara's sister put her hands on her hips and said, what did you do to my sister? Yeah. I understand that that probably felt very accusatory. I don't uh, really actually out, believe she put her hands on her hips. Out front of the police station? Yeah. You don't I think don't that's really accusatory? Believe, yeah, it's super accusatory. But I don't believe that she put her hands on her hips. It's totally just, I just that doesn't seem like the gesture you would do if okay. you're accusing someone of murder. 
Okay. It seems like something Angelica from Rugrats would do mm-hmm. when she's like, someone stole her toy. Mm-hmm. But whatever. That's fine. He says the relationship ended because Tara had said, marry me or we're done, and he wasn't ready. Again, I'm totally on his side. I don't think there should be ultimatums inv- involved. Mm-hmm. I think he did not want to marry her. No, he Or did he not. wasn't ready. Maybe yeah. he just wasn't in love with her. I don't know. No, I think it's what Oliver said. I think he had a different plan. He was planning to go to the Army Rangers. He didn't want right. to stop his life and get married and have a baby right then. And she was like, yeah. I want this. And he was not going to commit to that. Yeah. He says he wasn't dating an 18-year-old. He was dating a 21-year-old mm-hmm. who was in law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Are 21-year-olds, what position would they have in law enforcement? Probably, I would guess, maybe dispatch. I think you work your way up or patrol. Okay. Yeah. I don't think she was uh, doing the the cars, but maybe she was stationed somewhere. Well, we'll get to what his position was, too. Mm-hmm. Um, Marcus said he saw Tara a week before she disappeared. Andrea says Tara had emailed his mom. Right. Saying she wanted to talk to Marcus, but Marcus had said no contact. Now, I totally understand his vibe. He was done, and she was... Not done. She was not not done. done. Yeah. And she was maybe being clingy. Now, we don't know if he was still leading her on. Like, he had seen her a week before. We don't know who initiated that. It's possible the dynamic was he was, like, giving her little breadcrumbs. and Or it's possible she was being psycho and stage five clinger. We don't know. Either way. So, the other evidence that we have is from the friend Maria who says that she was really unstable. Right. At this time. Yeah. I'm, I, so I'm leaning more towards stage five clinger. Yes. It doesn't mean he's not a douchebag. Andrea says, she has said, you know, I want to talk to him, but he said no contact, and it's really hard for me. And he says, well, I think she said it best right there. In this really dismissive tone, like, I don't know, she said it. Why are you even asking me about it? She said it. And I totally it was hard that. for her. And then Andrea says, trying to get some sort of sympathy from him because she's trying to say to him, listen, you're sounding like a douchebag. You're on TV. Sounds sad that your ex-girlfriend of five years is gone. So she's like, clearly Tara was really struggling at this time. And his response is, what am I supposed to do? And he shrugs. Now, Again, I totally believe that you can't fix anyone's feelings and you can't control how other people feel. You have to take care of yourself first. Mm -hmm. But maybe don't say that. Like, literally, I don't give an F if you're being accused of that person's murder. I'm going to rewatch that because I didn't get that feeling at all. He literally shrugs and says, what am I supposed to do? Does he say it like that? Yes, and he visibly lifts up his arms and shrugs his shoulders. So what did you what did you want him to have said? I know and I feel bad about that. But I wasn't our relationship, you know, was over. But didn't he say that? He tr- he tr- says he did with no emotion. Because that's the feeling that I got that he he was actually he did feel bad about it. I totally disagree. I felt like he didn't feel bad at all and was trying to pretend that he did, especially at the very end of the episode. His words are saying, I feel bad for her parents, but I have to move on. Mm, Okay. 
I'll, you, I'll rewatch it. You liked it. him a lot more than you usually like these guys. Because I didn't have a... Because I understood. I sort of saw what was going on here. Was that she really wanted... When he came back, I think that she was single when he came back. And that means in her head, they're going to get back together. And I've been in that spot before. Yes. Yeah, so in you have your more- brain, your story is something different. And he comes back with this totally different plan he he so moves you on. should and have more sympathy for her and not i for do him. i have a lot of sympathy for her but i also see that how i behaved at that time and i behaved really badly gotcha so i'm trying to see like okay he has just clearly moved so marcus on. held up a mirror to you kind as of. well as Payne lindsay Yes, this as was well as P- when Payne I had a, was more wasn't in, there an episode a few weeks ago that i had a reckoning with myself you did. And had, yeah, I, don't I had remember to bring what you it was. to a come to Jesus. It was a lady that you just didn't like for some inexplicable reason. It was and I had a whole epiphany. You did. So I had But that, I don't remember what it was. And I it's had gone that now. epiphany with Payne Lindsay. I did not think you were going to have this bad of a reaction to Marcus. I just really did. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like him. I liked him for like a couple seconds, and then it just really went downhill. But then I also really feel like Anthony Vickers, her her whatever she had with Anthony Vickers, could have been a response to this Marcus situation with the young girl. That's fair. Totally fair. I yeah, especially if she's unstable. I'm also uh, not sure where I'm it's getting illegal. This. But keep him. What do you mean? Her relationship for her to with have Anthony. Something in, yeah. No, no. Anthony was 18. He was a student, though, right? She used to be her student, which is creepy. Okay, but he had graduated. He had graduated, but he was still young. He was still like 19, 18. Okay. So Marcus says he was at the bars with his friends the night that she disappeared. They met up with a former coworker, also from the Osella Police Force. Because literally every single person in this town is either a cop or a high school student. Every male person. There's a lot of protecting that needs Every to happen. F- yeah, exactly. It's so weird. All there are is our schools and police, and every female is a student or works at the school. Marcus volunteered to speak to police. He let them search his home. He totally did the right thing. He was very open. Then we see a picture of, we see video of Tara's sister, who we don't get to interview during the episode. Because this is an old dateline, right? This is the dateline when she first yeah. went missing. Okay. So, okay. So, was this maybe in 2005 then? Yes. Which explains a little bit of the nope. bigger the hair, the nope. closer to God. Nope. No, because it's still 2005 yep. and not 1985. Yep. So, this is, okay. So, this is where Marcus started to get super douchey and condescending towards Andrea, which I did not enjoy. So, Andrea's like, how did it feel? that people thought you were a murderer. And he's like, obviously, Andrea, it was upsetting that people thought I murdered someone. Duh. Andrea asked Marcus, this is my favorite, so you had the training to maybe clean up a crime scene. Can't believe you disagree with me about Marcus. I'm very upset. I just have, I have, I'm trying to give an overview (laughs) of why I think Marcus is the way he is. I totally get it. I, I appreciate your but deep I'm, dive into Marcus's psyche, and I get why he is the way he is, why he comes off as arrogant and douchey nonchalant, but it's not helping his case to me. Well, I need to feel like I need to go back and watch this with Kimberly eyes and see this douchebag behavior, because I saw it's sort of a subdued dude right? who was in a very uncomfortable posi- position Absolutely. because he's been accused, and so... 
But, but I think he goes overboard with the acting like, like, I don't care. I'm over it. It doesn't bother me. I'm too cool for school. Yeah. And it went overboard to douchebaggery when it, I think his intention was not that. Like, he was just, I admire him to anyone that is accused of murder that shows up on Dateline. I give him major props because they're showing up, you know? They are. They are. And they, to possibly be ridiculed. Yeah. But I think he was trying to clear his name and. In doing so, he came off kind of douchebaggy. And I don't like that against Andrea. I don't think I that's no, polite. No, no. I understand. And, and then now we're getting into his excuses, which were just BS to me. Okay, go ahead. So Andrea says to Marcus, you had the training in the military to maybe clean up a crime scene. You knew how to handle a weapon. And he does the thing, which you know I love, which is my favorite excuse, when people say they're basically too dumb to have done the crime. You, you know, like, yes. she wasn't smart enough, or yes. I would have done a much better job killing them if I had killed them. Yes. So he says, well, in the military, I only knew how to clean up my barracks. And what you don't know, Andrea, is that you actually learn very little in, in the military. Like, I would not have learned how to do things. Oh, good like, Lord. He says, all I learned in the military was, like, how to clean up my barracks. Like, A, that's not even true. <laughs> like, is that all we're teaching? We're not teaching people how to handle weapons and tactical skills in the military? You're trying to tell me that? that I don't want to argue. I don't want to argue with you. I'm not going to argue with you. If that's what you think, okay. What do you think? No, it's just because of what Oliver has told me, who was in the Air Force. Yeah. So I have asked him questions like this. And I've asked him, like, about boot camp and stuff like that. And he's like, no, nah, it's not that bad. You have to run a lot. They yell at right. you. He's but like, you learn skills. I asked him about, like, guns and stuff. He's like, no, I know what the guns look like. He's like, I don't, I don't remember shooting them. I don't know about firing them. Well, how long was he in it? And how long was what's-his-face in it? So I, I think know. Oliver was in it for four years. That's a long time. So... He doesn't I mean, remember shooting guns? He that remembers seems- shooting guns, but it's not like a thing that you walk away, unless you're heavily into guns, unless that's your thing, right? So Oliver learned how to be a mechanic in the Air Force. Right. So this guy was a yes. ranger, so I don't know what specifically he was trying to do, but it maybe wasn't revolved around guns. A ranger? Yeah, that's what they said. He's, wasn't he, didn't he go into the Texas Rangers? Then wouldn't you have to learn about guns? Maybe a little bit, but then I think that they were more accusing him of hiding the body and, and knowing how to cover up a crime. And he's trying to be like, they don't teach you how to cover up a crime. They don't teach okay, you. Okay, that's valid. No, that's valid. I, you I see your that. point. That's all. That's valid. That's all I'm trying to But then to say. he does it again. Okay. He, Andrea says, well, you were a cop for four years. Yeah. And he says, yeah, I was only a cop for four years. Like <laughs> that is kind of weird because and cops, Andrea yeah. and basically saying and Andrea I was actually what you don't know is I was actually very bad at that job <laughs> like he's he's just keeps go, I actually like, got horrible performance reviews <laughs> I was terrible my I, you know they never gave me a weapon because I shot myself in the foot once yeah. and um, I worked the night shift. And everyone knows cops don't have to do cop stuff at night because criminals exclusively commit crimes during the day. So at night, I never had anything to do. That's funny. So, like, I can't believe that someone is in the military and a cop for four years Mm -hmm. and is not competent 
with a weapon or something because that makes me feel very unsafe. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes, I see what you're saying. And and then third, Andrea says, "Well, your alibi involves another cop on the force." So people think there was a conspiracy to mm. cover up. And instead of saying, no, absolutely not, he says, basically, all the cops in our town are blabbermouths. And everyone would have talked about it. There's no loyalty on the force or whatever. Everyone would just talk <gasps> about it if I had done something. That's like, funny. I don't remember Again, that. he's saying, he's painting them as such like idiot cops. They don't know how to do anything. And they would rat on each other at the second's notice. Gotcha. I just don't get it. Gotcha. He does say he was never verbally or physically abusive. Then it turns emphatically. out... Emphatically. Emphatically. And I, I, belie- I believe him. Mm-hmm. It turns out that Jeff Spicoli was out of town for the weekend. So he could not have done it. So that takes him out. And then they are also able to clear the married cop who left the business card... But they don't really, I don't remember how they cleared him. The one she was having an affair with, who left they the business really card. Say. They don't they just really say. say they, they just kind of say they cleared him. He had an alibi that cleared him. I want to know more about that. Well, he was, first of all, that cop was lived very far away, remember? Yeah, See, but he what, did drive all the way just to check on her. He could have driven there to murder her. Yeah, but I think that because it it happened the night before, I think that he didn't, whatever he was doing, his alibi did not give him enough time to get back and forth. It was something gotcha. like that, sorry. And I might be remembering that from Up and Vanished. That's fine. So, yeah. there. I'm sure the podcast went into a lot more detail, I'm sure, than the it Dateline did. did. Yeah. That's why I was happy about that they were doing a Dateline, because then I didn't have to finish the podcast. No. I deleted it off my phone because I had had episodes on there forever that I was like, I should really finish this. There is only one thing that you should listen to, but I'll tell you at the end. Oh, okay. An episode? Yes. Yeah. There's like a couple things that if you're curious about some yeah. things, it gives me more detail. So whose DNA was on the glove? The it doesn't match glove. any of the known men. The police start swabbing everyone in the town, but they never get a match. Maria was sure that it was someone they knew. They had even looked at her husband. Wow. Like, everyone was a suspect. The reporter, um, what we're calling her Star Lady, mm-hmm. she had been covering the case for nine months. It was on the cover of the paper, but then it went cold. And she felt bad because it was like people just kind of started to move on because it went cold. Three years go by, nothing happens. Then we get this YouTube video of this man with a fake weird voice and his face is covered up who says that he's a killer and he wants to play a game with us and he says he's gonna confess on his youtube channel to six it's so like so it's like so millennial how how would a a millennial killer reveal their plan youtube um like it should be on periscope or whatever the new thing is they should Snapchat it. Yeah. Um, he says he's going to confess to 16 murders, including Tara's. And he's going to give viewers a clue every week to try to solve it. I think it sounds really fun if it wasn't so scary, but I was into it. I'd be like, I want to play. Um, I know I wouldn't get it because I always lose the clue and can never figure out who the mole was on Celebrity Mole. He called himself the Catch Me Killer. But then... He says, he does the thing that Marcus does, this like downplaying his, mm-hmm. his abilities or intelligence. Um, he says, 
you guys can be a hero and you can solve this. The clues aren't that hard. I'm not the Zodiac killer. And I was like, right. don't be so hard on yourself, guy. <laughs> you could do it. Jeez. If like, why are you putting yourself down like that? Oh my um, there was this tweet a, like a while ago that was said, um, God, give me the confidence of a mediocre white dude. And like, but these dudes didn't seem to get that confidence. They're just like, no, I don't know how to kill someone. I can't and no, do it. I'm not the Zodiac. He was way better than I am. But anyways, they tracked down the guy. It's a hoax. It's a dude named Andrew Haley. And I was wondering if he was the same YouTube guy who posted about Maura Murray that they talked about on the Maura Murray podcast. Hmm. Because there was a YouTube confession on the Maura Murray podcast that was also like some crazy psycho guy on YouTube. Could it must be the guy. same guy. Yeah, I bet it was the same guy. By the way, the Maura Murray podcast, well, not the podcast specifically, the Oxygen show I really like. It's a, just such a fascinating case. Really I really is. Sometimes yeah. I'm just like at Starbucks and I just think about it and I yeah. think, what if I die before knowing what happens to Maura Murray? Like what I want, I need to know. Like, I know. I, I, I really want to know. Like, it drives me crazy. Um, Maybe you so, should get more involved. <laughs> should I go up and search for her? Mm-hmm. In, like, the snow? Mm-hmm. I could do a real search party. Mm-mm. She might be alive and doesn't want to be found. I don't know. You yeah. guys, read it. Tell me what you think about Maura Murray. Fascinated. So now we finally meet Payne Lindsay. Katie. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Get it all out. No, does everyone know? So if everyone doesn't know, Payne Lindsay is the host of Up and Vanish, which is all about this case. And it's a lot of episodes. And then it's a lot of addendum episodes. A lot, a lot, a lot. That so many. After this is sort of come to a head. There are things. I listened to the whole thing. I'm sure a lot of people out there have listened to it because it's had millions and millions of followers. So Yes, but people seem to hate him as much as like him. Is that true? Yes, a lot of our uh, Twitter followers, mm-hmm. and not just the Patreon ones who heard us bitch about him, also thought he they just hated him. Well, because he definitely does in his podcast, and this is something that the reason I had my epiphany was, we can talk about it now if you want or later. Yeah, well, go I, for it. I just felt like he had the way that he t- the way that he presents himself in the podcast is all about him. It's not yeah. all about the case, but then I had this moment of like, well, our podcast is it's a lot us. about us and not so much about the case either. So I can't be mad at him when he's no. doing, but he's also doing investigative journalism and we are not. We are doing recapping episodes. He is he's trying to solve a case. 1000%. Yeah. And I I agree with you totally. I was Thinking the same thing. Andrea, I couldn't tell if she was throwing shade or not. She He starts to say things about the case from the podcast. They air clips of the podcast that are very, um, like he's a policeman. Yeah. And he says things like, the case, this crime scene didn't look right to me. Or Marcus isn't looking good. But And then Andrea very quickly says, Payne is not an investigator or a journalist. <laughs> like, so, and then I thought, well, we give our opinions all the time on the show. So, high pot, kettle, black, the whole thing. Right. Yeah. But w- he is presenting himself as an investigation podcast that it was 
the goal was to solve the crime. And so he does insert himself as if he is a detective solving this crime. Right. Of which he is neither. Does he kind of seem to take credit for the solving of the case, even though he didn't really have anything to do with it? No, he did bring attention to it. To the case, yeah. He did. He definitely did. And Dana brings that up, the little... the. The high schooler that's the pageant girl in training. She Starry eyes. Yeah. Yeah. She brings it up. And I think that, I got to be honest, I think Payne did really well in this interview. He mm-hmm. did not come across. As douchey as, as we thought he was As a be. douche, like I thought he was going to. He didn't. Right. And when I first listened to Up and Vanished, it's the first thing that Oliver and I said in the first episode. It's like, this guy. Yeah. And I don't know what that was, and I'll have to re-listen to that first episode and what caught us off guard, because something that it made us not actually, we had to f- decide whether we were going to continue to listen to the whole thing because we were on this trip. And yes. we were like, should we switch to a different one? Because there's yeah. a lot of podcasts like this. Yes. Like, even Serial, this was born out of that Serial, but you don't well, feel like... Well, he even says that. Right. But he you says on Dateline, he, they want, he wanted a podcast... That was successful like Serial. Like, he modeled himself totally after Serial. But I feel like Sarah doesn't bring her being Sarah into it in Serial as much as pain. This is kind of about pain in some weird way. In the first episode, he talks a lot about how, like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just a young guy who's like, I'm going to solve a crime. And I'm just like, you know, and he, he, it's very, like, casual, like, he's just... He thinks highly of himself, but he's not a professional. But he's very impressed with the fact that he's not a professional and he's doing it. And, and he then repeats I remember, his name a lot. Yeah. It's a and lot. I could be wrong, but I recall in the first episode, his grandma, who lives in that town yes. or a town, she tells him something about how Tara had gone to a barbecue. Mm-hmm. And he acts like it's the biggest like reveal that he's like caught he's like found Jimmy Hoffa's body but it's something that like everyone knew hmm. now going back but I could be wrong it could be like that he had she had talked to a friend that no one knew that she had talked to this friend mm. or something mm. like but there's something that he's like I've cracked the case oh my god did I just hear did my grandma just say what I thought she just said he does I that. stopped myself in my tracks you know like um so yeah. I thought it was it's, it's, yeah. Um, but really why we didn't like th- him. Well, you didn't like him from listening to the podcast. Then we both kind of didn't like him really briefly. Everyone should listen to the Crime Writers On um, podcast. I found the date of it that uh, talks about his presentation. Yes. Um, at a convention. We, at a convention, we can't explain it as well as they did, but basically he brought out like hype girls. Yeah. That's had shirts that said uh his shirt said I am not a podcaster and their shirt said if I I want to barf. I'm sorry, I just want to barf at that. Yeah. If I go missing, call Payne Lindsay. Which is disgusting and gross. <sighs> yeah. And tacky beyond all get out. And also because he's I mean yeah, it's just it's a little all it's a little all about pain, I think. But again, I had this moment of like, oh, I do a podcast where I talk about myself a lot. But I but felt bad. No, because people seem to like listening to us talk about ourselves, and they've told us to continue. But so people that's what seem we're to doing. really like up and vanish too. So I think yes. it's just 
you know? It's personal taste. But then at the presentation, he said that no other podcast, that he broke the the mold. Right. And, and no other podcast true. since Serial had done gone to the towns and investigated and interviewed people and done research. And people like Rabia, who do amazing research, and that's all they do is Which research. Is, it, it took great offense to that. It's not, I mean, Bob Ruff from Truth and Justice does yes. this. And then there's the Canadian podcast. I think it's Someone Knows Something. They do it. Um, oh, my God. They're so, that's, there's a lot that do this sort of heavy, in-depth investigative journalism. And then, yes. no, I think it's just, I think it's, let me put it this way. We, every episode after the first one, still kind of were like, do we want to keep going? He's a little much. And found ourselves Mm -hmm. sort of fast-forwarding during certain parts because he was turning us off. We really wanted to hear about the case. But he was a little bit of a turnoff. But then again, I felt bad because I'm like, I feel like when we go off on tangents, I don't want to be, I'm sure that we're a little, but here's what I'm saying. To some people, I'm sure that's a turnoff. Yes. It is. Yes. So some people may that's like true. pain and may like yeah. what he some does. Some people hate our tangents. It that's did very not, true. It did not float my boat. It was not for me, unfortunately. I don't like that he seemed so um, combative with other podcasters. That seems Rabia nonsense. got into a Twitter war with him, and no. we're always Team Rabia. Always. We've never actually met pain or like heard him. We didn't hear him speak but we've had done podcasts with the crime writers on people and the and rabia so like we are team rabia and someone tweeted that i don't know this will maybe change your mind Mm -hmm. so someone tweeted to pain about rabia and that they're just jealous that you created a podcast that helped to catch a murderer and they produce a podcast that helped to free a killer stop it and he liked that tweet. Oh, son of a, that's horrible. So d- I, th- d- stop that, that. I thought that might change your mind a little. Yeah. So stop he that. was actively being crazy petty in this Twitter war, too. Yeah, no, I'm not um, having that. That's- she called him a douchebag, I think. But good. He, he really rubbed, I think, everyone the wrong way at that podcasting convention. Yeah, thing. Give, him, give everybody the name of that episode so they can listen to it and make their own determination. Absolutely. Everyone should. I wrote it's, it down. It's Crime Writers on... Yeah, it's the one where they talk about the Lacey Peterson case. Oh. It is um, Crime Writers on on October 1st. No, that's not right, because that's the one and I listened to it. I'll find it, and I'll post it when we post this episode. But that's why I caught it. That's why I caught it, because I was listening to their Lacey Peterson. Yeah, it's the one that has Lacey Peterson in the title, because um, I wanted to hear their, I wanted to hear their take on it. I think it was after we did our Lacey Peterson coverage. Basically, what they say was it wasn't a, like a TED talk; it was a bro talk because he was just like super bro, especially with the girls, the hype girls behind him. But he did not seem like this in the Dateline interview. He was very polite, very succinct. I thought he did a great job of making it not all about him. I have the to say, the only time I thought he made it about him. It was in the beginning when he said, I'm just a millennial podcaster. And yeah. I wanted to... I also feel really bad about that. I feel like millennial has, has a lot of negative connotations now. And I'm always like, if you're associating yourself... I mean, I just feel bad. That's horrible. That's a whole generation. That might just be me, but I feel like... 
I have a couple people at work that are millennials, and they and don't. They get very defensive and are very strange about of calling course, themselves millennials. Of course, but do they walk around calling themselves millennials? No, they don't because they're embarrassed of it. But that's what I'm saying. But is he that, does it with like this pride, this like I'm just a millennial podcaster. Like yeah, I, don't, I don't know. What that okay, is. so the Crime Writers on episode was September first, two thousand seventeen. And it's well worth um, listening to, to hear their recap of when he basically, like, smacked everyone in the face. All yeah. podcasters. Um, so what did a, he... In a not a nice way. So what did he say? What did, Tell us about Payne's part in Dateline, because this is okay. now the Payne portion. Correct. So, um, he says he found the story. He says, not a cool story. Thanks. But uh, he went. He went and looked up old, un, like unsolved cases, and he came across that one. He was looking specifically to do a serial type show. He read about Tara, and then he started the podcast called Up and Vanished. I did want to say that he calls himself a millennial podcaster, but then he famously wore that shirt that said, "I am not a podcaster." Correct. He interviews Spicoli. What's his real name? Anthony Vickers. Anthony Vickers. And Anthony Vickers says that he and Tara, now we're getting to this part, were in fact romantic after mm-hmm. he graduated. You're right about that. After mm-hmm. he graduated. But no one else can back that up. Like, I get the feeling like her friends think that he's making it up. Or maybe they didn't. I don't know. Maybe Did you they hear it, though? Kind you... of thought, maybe they kind of thought it was true, but they were pretending like it wasn't true. Well, what did you think when you heard the phone call? What was your gut? I feel like I'm judging or assuming the worst in Tara. But yeah, I, I see it could be possible. I thought he, he was totally credible. It's yeah. the way that he answers the question. He goes, now, was it sexual? And he goes, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's just the way that he answers it almost so casually. It was right. like, well, yeah, man. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And then he, he says something else. And he says, did you have anything to do with it? And he goes, no, no, I did not. Like, no, I did nothing to do with this. Yeah. So it was the, it was the way that he gave those answers is how you would imagine someone who did not have anything to do with their disappearance, and had been having a sexy relationship with her for a right. minute. Whatever. I don't see him showing up drunk and like in the middle of the night at her house unless they were having an affair or right. unless he was stalking her. Yeah. But I don't know why she would call the police if they maybe she was really scared. She must have been really scared, actually, to have the police know that there was possibly some romantic involvement with him. Well, she actually is, must have been pretty scared to call the police. This is where I kind of thought maybe he'd had a bout with drugs. And that's mm. totally an assumption on my part. But I'm like, why would you call the police? Because somebody's out of control. Outside. Right. So, yeah, drunk or drugs that you're like, oh, they're going to mess up my car. Mm-hmm. Or they're going to do damage to my property mm-hmm. or try to break a window. So she was legitimately scared, which means he might have been out of his mind a little bit. What's also strange, though, is her calling the cops, mm-hmm. knowing that she seems to have dated. Ex- I feel so bad. Like, I'm slut-shaming. I'm not trying to be like You're not that. at all. Um, that she seems to have dated extensively in the police force right. field. So either her calling them is like something for attention or she must have been actually even more scared to have them know her business right right so then that makes me feel really bad for her because she must have actually been really scared that night right like if she is willing to have all the police force and they all know her ex-boyfriend and stuff like that to have them know her business that she that this ex-student is out her house 
trunk, right. you know, or whatever. Um, I don't know. It's very, it's very interesting. It is. So, Payne goes to the house of the barbecue, where the barbecue was. We never get to hear much about the barbecue, whose barbecue it was, who she talked to at the barbecue. You have like, to listen to Up and Vanished for that. I'm they sure there's more on that. a lot of that. detail, yeah. Um, so, he talks to this air conditioner guy mm-hmm. at the house who says, you should see something under the house. And it's very dramatic. And Andrea's in in there with him. Like, what was it like? You know, and he crawls under the house and they find this mound of dirt. And he's, they think it's a body, mm-hmm. but it's just animal bones. So, wah, wah. But wouldn't it smell? Not if it was buried enough. Really? Yeah, that's why, like, cemeteries But if it's just smell. a mound of dirt that's above all the it, other dirt, that doesn't seem like it would be buried that deep, right? Maybe not. But maybe it was just... Asbestos? I don't know. It's a good. It's a good, interesting point. I want to know who, what poor animal that was, though. And why did they bury it under it the house? Probably or a raccoon. Did it just get died under there and then just, get buried? A raccoon. Yeah. But did it get just get accidentally buried? Yeah, that we don't know. We don't know what happened. I'm it confused. could be a pet cemetery. It could be a dad under the house going. Though? It could be a dad going. How do you under even dig the under dog, the house? The There's dog only ran like away. a few inches. Dog ran away, and you yeah, got to make up a you, lie for your five-year-old. There's not enough room to get under there and get a good dig on because nothing. that's why there was crawling. the mound. That's why it's the mound. It was sort of on top with stuff piled on it. You're not digging. You're just mounding on top of. Where's Rex? He's under the living room. It's terrible. He went to the farm. So the podcast blows up. It becomes huge. Andrea says the reaction was mixed. But that seems to be an understatement. Because it seems like everyone in Osceola hated him and the podcast. Yeah, yeah. So they think he's dragging people's names through the mud all over again. With like new eyes, but no new information. Right. And so the, just all over again, same old thing. Making the town look bad. And the only one who liked the podcast was Dana with the frosted eye. God bless Dana. She says that the podcast provided, this is this is what got me, the hot warmth that they needed to bring the case back to life. Aww. I love Dana. Hot warmth as opposed to cold warmth. Yep. Get it, girl. Get it, girl. She's living her best life. Love her. So it's 2017. The podcast is doing well. It's drawing a ton of attention to the case. The police department has a press conference. The detective, who is standing in front of the guy who is the newest guy playing the colonel in the KFC commercials, yes, um, says they have big news. But what is it? I don't know why I'm laughing. But first, he wants to lead them in prayer. Yes, because Georgia, I guess, and there's no separation of church and state. No, I guess. Come on, um, we're cool. We'll combine the church and state to save time. Come it's on. fine. Um, but it also is like every judge on Dateline who's like, I have the most important verdict I'm ever going to give in my lifetime. But first, let me spend 25 minutes telling you how I came to this decision before I actually tell you what the decision is. I see. And you know, the people there were like, okay, prayer, fast. Can yeah, we just yeah. get, just tell us? So they say they got a tip that led them to Tara's killer. Now, it's, if you could please <laughs> turn in your hymnal <laughs> to page 73. <laughs> As the deer panteth for the water, so my soul rushes after. It's like seven verses. They sing all seven. 
Yeah. Say what you want about Jews, but we would get to the murderer get first. Get to the point. We would be like, girl, I got, I have dish. Because we're yentas. So we would just be like, get to the gossip first, then we will pray. <laughs> but first, I want the gossip uh, um, and some kugel. And then we will pray okay. later. Yes. Um, so they had gotten a tip that led them to Tara's killer. It's Ryan Alexander Duke. No one's heard of him. Great. Payne has never heard of him. Maria, the best friend, has never heard of him. Right. So, it's sad. Um, but I guess he was, they were right in thinking a student could have had something to do with it. Because mm-hmm. Tara had been his teacher in high school. He was born and raised there. His mugshot, he looks like he had just come back from Vietnam and the war was cruel to him. Or Burning Man. Or Burning, same diff. But the fellow teacher, what's her face, remembers, remembers him as sweet. She doesn't have any bad memories of him at school. Yes. They arrest him. His police outfit is horizontal green and white My stripes. goodness, with chains. Thick. It, it was kind of like the gap, like a gap or Lacoste. It was. No, like a gap, thick, wide-striped. Kelly Green horizontal with every chain for shackles for a serial murderer. Shackles. Yes. He might as well have been tied up to the dolly like yeah. Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> like Hannibal Lecter. With the face um, mask. Yes. So then, days later, the police arrest a co-conspirator, Bo Dukes, a high school friend. Okay. And I'm so glad that Andrea explained that one was named Ryan Duke and one is named Bo Dukes, yeah. plural, and they are not related. I'm glad she did too, because yeah, because it was confusing, and also that's just really funny because your town has two stoplights and two Dukes. Well, a Duke and a well. Dukes, but guess who is related? They're not related. Oh, but this is kind of crazy, Bo. And Wendy, the teacher, guess what? That's her cousin. And they look alike. That is brutal. She was BFFs with Tara. And for years, you know, Thanksgiving with her cousin. And he helped kill her. Like, or disposed of the body. Like, that's brutal. That's bad. And she can't deal with it. And I don't blame her. Because that's that's terrible. And they look alike. They think that Bo helped Ryan dispose of the body. They search the... Pecan? 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 How am I going to say it? Pecan? Should I decide right now? I would normally say pecan. Yeah, so this is definitely a, a debate. Pecan. How would I normally say it? Now I'm of, putting- wait a minute. So what kind of pies are you bringing? You're bringing a pumpkin, a apple, and a what? I would never bring that kind of pie. I don't like it. No, but just... Pecan, talk- probably. No, you'd bring pecan. Pecan pie. Nope. No, pecan. How do they say it in When Harry Met Sally? Give me a piece of pecan pie. Pecan pie. Pecan pie. So that's how I would say it. I'd be proud to partake. In your pecan pie. But they're doing an accent. He's doing a But I was raised on that movie, so I feel like that's probably how I say it. I've never heard my parents say that word. Pecan? Probably. Pecan. Okay, that's wrong. We learned that Andrea pronounces it pecan. Pecan. No, pecan. She says pecan. She says pecan. I say pecan. Andrea says pecan. If it's good enough for her, then it's good enough for me. All right. I would I I'll do try. think Keith would probably say pecan. 
pecan. Keith definitely is a pecan, but Mank, I think, might say pecan because he's down with, to earth with the people. What's that mean? He's like one of us. I'm de- oh, excuse, excuse, excuse you. I am so, down to earth with the people. Raspberries. No, I didn't. I never said raspberries. <laughs> I didn't say that. I never said it. Someone but else said it. Pecan. Pecan. No, it's too fancy. No, I don't. No. Pecan. No, I'm bringing up apple pie. A, Do you say caramel? Say, no, caramel. Right, and so does Josh. Josh says caramel. We asked him. Yeah. Check out the Mank Files, everyone. Pecan pie. Okay, but it's a farm. We're not saying pie. So you're going pecan to a walnut. Farm. So you're going to a walnut farm and a pecan farm. I didn't even know there was such a thing. Does it sound so, weird when I'm saying it to you? It sounds normal, right? You know what I'm saying. I know what you're saying. But you feel like if I said a walnut farm and a pecan farm? Yeah, I would say that's more normal. That's yeah. silly. Sounds like two. You know, like two can fam. When I was in high school, I started saying either and neither instead of neither and either. Oh, like my aunt parents, instead of aunt? No, that I didn't do. Okay. But I did switch those two, and my parents thought it was ridiculous, and I was being pretentious. But it <gasps> stuck, and I still say it that way. But I was being pretentious. I was in high school. Yeah, kind of. So there was, okay, so there was chatter about these suspects, the Duke and the Dukes, years earlier. The two guys had allegedly talked about killing Tara at a party right after she disappeared. And someone at the party had told the police, but no one followed up. And the police now say that they never got the tip. Suspect. Mm. They that show- seems really shady. I'm, it's more than suspect. Come on. Uh, well, I mean, I can't. These, these, uh, I don't want to say small town because... In A Deal with the Devil, the small town cop was way better than the FBI guy. No, but can't we go with, this is an incompetent police force on Bingo Square? Because they got this tip and they did not pass it on to the GBI. Yes. Or to the, sorry, and that's the Bureau of Investigation, right? The Georgia Georgia FBI branch? Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. something like that. Um, Initials, something. So (laughs) they show Ryan looking like... Again, he to me, he looks like a homeless nom veteran. Hashtag support our troops in Just court. Dead eyes. Dead in eyes. In his Lacoste jumper with the, the full-on shackles. And then behind him, it's such a perfect portrait. Because behind him, in the background, yep. Yep, you see Payne with his preppy haircut, holding up his newest edition iPhone, recording... Or tweeting or whatever millennial podcasters, front row, whatever millennial podcasters who aren't podcasters do. And I was, it's such a, just a perfect picture. But can I say something about that? Yeah. That's why the town doesn't like you, Payne. Yeah, because you're in the front row with your iPhone covering your face because you're so cool. Because he's recording it. Yeah. Yeah. For the podcast, front row. And also, it looks like he was wearing lipstick or Kool-Aid on his lips. No, I know. I think he just has those lips. I thought you might mention that. It's just, yeah. And it kept like kind of going in and out on the TV, so I was watching it. He just has pink lips. Okay. I'm jealous. Andrea says that the missed tip from the police station was more fodder for the podcast, which I felt like the use of the word fodder was maybe shade towards Mm. the podcast. Because saying, because it's like implying it's dealing in fodder and like 
gossip and not facts. I see. And, okay. All right, you know I what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like, um, so then a source, the oh, then Andrea totally points out that the source specifically told Dateline that the new tip that led to the arrest didn't have anything to do with the podcast. Yeah. And it, she didn't have to say that, but they said it. And again, I felt like that was maybe shade. Yeah. Um, the podcast is huge, and Payne is now getting a show on Oxygen, and we're totally not even jealous a tiny bit, and that's really cool and good for him. But, um, and I, I, whatever. That's all I have to say. Great. Good for him. I wish no, him, it's him good for the him. best of success. Good for um, anything good for the podcast and true crime is just great. So, Rabia deserves the show, though. Uh, yeah, she does. Uh, Andrea calls Oxygen NBC's sister network. And I thought that was very cute because I didn't know that networks were female, like ships. What did you think that she would have said? Our affiliate network? Yeah. Oh. Sister network. I like that. Yeah. I thought it was cute. Yeah. Um. Although I'm kind of mad at Oxygen because they have that one show that really made um Elizabeth Liz Fizz very upset. Yes. The so I'm kind of women mad at who them. women who kill. What is that? No, I feel like it's um Yeah, it's something about women murdering. Yeah, but I don't feel like that's the title. I can't remember. Um mm. I feel like it's like dirty women or something. But I could be thinking of Dirty John. Mm-hmm. So Marcus has to now walk by a body of water. Correct. In a and coat. he has to. That's mm-hmm. like the rules. Yep. And he says he's sorry for her parents because she's not coming back. Yeah. And to me, I had rarely seen someone say that they're sad that someone's dead without trying to seem that sad. He could have put in a little more effort. It just amped it up a tiny bit and make it sound like he really was sad that she was dead. In my opinion. On the contrary, her friends miss her terribly. Mm-hmm. And they're all devastated. So what did I miss? Did I miss anything? Oh, go, can, just going back to the, the panel that Payne was on, um, he basically said that everything after cereal was boring. Right. And so he had to create this as like <laughs> for podcasts. And also he gave a plaque to his sound guy at the presentation like a gold record. Something like that. It's just kind of funny. Well, are you going to give me a plaque? I think I should get a plaque. Why Why would I guy. give you a plaque and you're not going to give me a plaque? Because I'm the sound guy. Oh, that's true. But I wouldn't do it like at a at a podcasting convention Please with don't. people. Give it to me in the there. privacy of our home for Christmas. Our home? Do we yes. live together now? In the privacy of a home. You wish. Oh, and the privacy of a home. Okay. That we both share. Oh, sorry. We've had new information on this case. Kimberly, what is the new information? My alarm is going up. It's like a really weird alarm. Oh, I got really excited. I thought you had like a song presentation that was going to (laughs) happen. Oh, darn it. I should really include things like that. That would be great. We should put more thought into this and have like. We will. We're going to get a theme song. We're going to have a whole thing. Yeah. Should we have theme songs for each thing that we do? Like when we go MVP loser, and then there's like a little song, doing. MVP loser song, <laughs> doing, or like a cheer, yeah, 
and yeah, it's MVP. And then boo. Boo. No, I think that would drive people nuts. I would stop yeah. listening. I would yeah. I would be like, well, we're done. They've jumped the shark. It's time for your fashion police. Nope, absolutely not. Like that? No one's doing that. We're not no, doing okay. that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're under arrest. Oh, <laughs> Because we've never given sentences on Fashion Police. Like, that was my initial idea for Fashion Police was to give sentences. Like, 10 years, 20 years, probation. I would be like, you are sentenced to five months of working at TJ Maxx. Yeah, there we go. Six months of dressing room duty at The Gap. Yeah, you have to be chained to a chair and watch YouTube tutorials on how to do your makeup properly. Oh, see, but I get, I, I wanted to also put this out there. I know that we were a little bit not nice about sparkle eyes no, makeup. Love no, sparkle we eyes. were fine. But I do want to say and let everyone know that I wear a lot of makeup and I watch a lot of Instagram videos on makeup. Yes, and so do. there are some days that it gets out of my hands. Because I just want, I want it all on my face. I want, I get these subscription boxes, which are a nightmare for someone like me. Because then I'm like, oh, I can do that. And I you put it all on. You get subscription boxes? I love subscription boxes. It's, it's You're paying for subscription boxes? I pay currently $20 a month. Yes, I do. For, subs- for two, two subscription boxes. I love them. You eat food exclusively from 7-Eleven. No. But I'm obsessed with, well, it's like little tiny things that you try, but then you get these little eyeshadow palettes that's for someone who's 20, and I can't be wearing that. I got one called Party Animal, and I was like, no, I can't wear this palette called Party Animal. And so, anyways, even Oliver comes downstairs this very morning and says, oh, you got big eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Because you had done your makeup? (laughs) I done my makeup. And I had to wipe it off. And he's like, you've got stuff up here pointing at the eyelids. And I think you've it's got stuff. I think it's because I was about sparkleized. And I'm like, well, I can do that. Yeah, it's pretty bad. In solidarity. I don't know. No, I don't. I think it's subconscious. I just, I need to stop watching those videos. It's really funny. They always okay. pop up. I, they don't if you don't search for them. I never get those pop-ups. But I think they know I don't in care. my personal Instagram, all I follow are like drag queens and makeup people. <laughs> and then like Chanel. And like, that's it. And I don't even know why I follow Chanel. I just look at the stuff and I'm like, oh, they sewed that really nice. That looks good. <laughs> they sewed that really well, nice. Well, they do. They do like close-up shots of their detailed like art, art, artiste work. So they have like, you know, all this fancy stuff. I don't know. That's stupid. It's- Let's we have on. such different tastes. I can't even. Why are we friends? This would be the time for a theme song. Why are we friends? Opposites attract. Doing <laughs> it right. Making a podcast all day and all night. Okay. All day and too late at night. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> we need a podcast for who's right. Twitter poll. Oh, like God. No, because I'd always be at the end. Just make maybe. the song called Katie's Wrong. I got a few new tweets about me being There's wrong. There's one that I was right about because I was because oh. I'm so I've been wrong a lot lately. You haven't I though. Feel like. You haven't. No, in the grand scheme, I am way behind on that. What which one? What I do? I'll get to it. Okay. Uh, not to dwell too much on poor pain, Lindsay. No, it's fine. 
But I had reached out to Erin Fox, who's one of our listeners, and she used to work for, she used to be an editor for TVGuide.com. She's like, she's in the know. And she happened to be at that presentation. Mm. And so I was waiting to hear back from her. And she said, the girls were wearing the If I Vanish shirts, but honestly, the presentation was so self-aggrandizing. He showed this trailer of B-roll Bonanza of him fake researching giant archival books. And running around looking like a detective. That's what um, they were mad about too. That's what Rebecca yes. w- and um, Kevin was Kevin really mad, mad because he felt like there. There's pictures of him looking like he's almost in danger. He felt like it was fake. But it looked fake. Yes, that was yeah. the problem. Right, right, right. He felt okay. like it looked fake, okay. and they were cutting pieces to make it look really dramatic. And he's like, "That's the whole point of a." Like a documentary is supposed Correct. to be true. Right. So he felt like he was faking stuff. Yeah, that's right. Um, she said, then when Rabia and Aaron Mankey called him out on his not a podcaster shirt and literally saying nothing out there was as good as cereal, like nothing, mm-hmm. he tried to defend himself and Rabia was like, nope. And then there was a Twitter war. And then the shirts say, if I vanish, and vanishes in huge red letters, like that's his new word. Like it's a promotion, obviously, for okay. his show. And then there's a phone number. No, that's what I said. I said that but in the. Like, what? Did he get a special phone number for? I have no idea. It's probably you call it and it's like, hi, this is Payne Lindsay <laughs> from Up and Vanished. Thank you for calling our hotline. If you have a tip about this case. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if so that's probably exactly that's what so it is. And then, so they said to him on Twitter, like, you offended an entire community of true crime podcasters mm-hmm. who bust their asses to make content every week. Mm-hmm. And he could have just said, I'm sorry, you're right. But he kept going Oh, he, with doubled, it. he doubled down. He doubled down. Yeah, there we go. And I think that was part of the issue, too. That so. is the issue. That's yeah. the issue. Like you could have, everyone does things that they wish they hadn't or oh, does a thing constantly. that they wish had come off a certain way and it instead came off totally, totally wrong. We do it. Yeah, absolutely. We do it all the time. Yep, absolutely. But then you apologize. Right. You say, my bad. I intended it to be one way and instead it came off super douche. Right. And I'm sorry. But do you but think maybe, how young is it. Payne Lindsay? Is this a young thing? He's a millennial podcaster. But, like, how young is that? Is that 25? Yeah, he's probably in that range. But I, I know many young people who are willing to apologize. No, no actually, I don't. Well, think that about... That might be it. No, but think about, like, having a lot of success and being... Young, yeah. Young in a field that's growing rapidly, like podcasting's right. like a thing yeah. or whatever. Hmm. Yeah. It's, it's very interesting. Well, Anyways. And I asked Oliver about it again. I asked yeah. him, like, what his... Because I was trying to remember... Why we were so down when we first heard the podcast. Why we were like didn't want to keep listening. And he was like, no, it was completely him. He kind of kept talking about how it, it was the way that he approached it from a very mm-hmm. me, me, me point of view. And then he said, Oliver said at the end, he did act like he solved it. And I don't remember mm-hmm. that. I don't remember him acting like that. But Oliver remembers that. So I don't know. Maybe. Other people that have listened to it need to chime in on this because I don't remember. I think it's mixed. There are several, some people who really loved it, mm-hmm. and there are people who listened to it for the story. Yeah, but, that's what I did. But begrudgingly because that's, they were annoyed by him. That's exactly what we did. We listened to it yeah. begrudgingly. But we'll get, 
The only thing is the part at the end with Bo Dukes and and Ryan, Ryan. Duke. Mm-hmm. He does get an interview with one of their girlfriends. There are a couple of the very last episodes that I would recommend to people to listen to, actually, because Dateline does not... I mean, Dateline saves the actual right. conviction for the last five minutes of right. the Dateline. Yeah. And Payne Lindsay actually has a lot on that and what went down that night. Payne has a lot of information on it. Oh, so if you want to listen to it, go to the final episodes of that first season of Up and Vanished and you'll get some info. Because I'm now okay. going to re-listen to them because I want to know because I don't remember right. what happened. Interesting. Okay. Yep. I might. Okay, B-roll Bonanza. Yes. There's so much beauty pageant footage. There is. Why is she getting a plate? Oh, my God. I wrote down, there's one pageant where she wins, but she's holding a silver platter. Yeah, what's why? What's the plate? What does the plate well, say on it? Okay, so I'm remembering there's an episode of Golden Girls uh-huh. where Blanche was like the chairperson of a thing. Uh-huh. And she got a, a a plate with like a peach or something on it. There's like a... Okay. And it was like a fancy, like a commemorative plate. I understand. But this was like a silver platter. platter. It was big. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. it didn't look particularly like fancy or like with detail. Mm-mm. It looked like one of those plain ones that like you would get at Costco if you were having a party and you would put champagne flutes on it or something. No, maybe like Which, living spaces. It seemed a little okay. bit fancier than Costco, right? Okay. No. Yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, it wasn't plastic. No, like, no, no. It looked. It was heavy, real metal. But- but it was like a silver platter that I did not I did not understand, but we are not part of that world. No. You were in a couple of pageants. I was, but I don't have, but there were plates were not up for, that was not the prize. I mean, I think in an arena like a beauty pageant with the girls being as competitive as they can be, giving them things that could be used as weapons backstage is not a good idea. And you feel like because, a plate is more dangerous than a trophy. Well, I... Normally, there's just flowers in a sash, I thought. No. Or a crown. Crown. A crown could be pointy. She had a and crown and a plate. She had a crown and a plate. She had multiple crowns. They were, a lot of them were holding silver platters, though. It was like they were all holding silver platters. So maybe that's what they got in lieu of like a plaque. Maybe you get a plaque for participating. I may have gotten a plaque for Junior Miss. I don't remember. I but didn't is get a the, plate, so is though. the platter engraved? And I do bet you, you the platter it? is engraved, and it says Miss Sweet Potato, etc. I just seems it seems weird. Like I would want to use it to serve crudite. No, you display it. You get one of those little tiny, you know, they're a little prong thing, yes, and it displays. Yes, yeah, and it displays in your home, but it's big. Okay. It was big. It was big. That's it why was I'm a platter. So surprise. Yeah, I understand. It was a full on platter. Yep. So someone write to us, explain it to us, please. Yep. Did you have anything else for B-Roll Bonanza? That's all. Yeah, I did, actually. This was, they kept showing the courthouse. Do you remember the aerial shots of the courthouse? I don't know if you yeah. remember this in the episode. Okay. Okay. So they kept showing these aerial shots of this. The courthouse was surprisingly fancy for a two-stoplight town, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was huge and, like, pillars. Well, bear in and- mind, every single male that lives in that town works for the police force. True, or is probably in city government, or both. Right? Yeah. We're just, okay. Did you notice that someone's backyard literally is the courthouse? <laughs> there was a residential housing area. Like, there was a pool, like an above-ground pool that was, like, butting up right next to the courthouse. And I kept thinking, who lives there? What's happening? Why? This is, 
I, I picture this more like, because they kept saying the search was so hard because there's wide open space. Right. So why, why are these residential homes backed up literally into the yard of the courthouse? Maybe it's like a parish situation That's, and the judge lives there. That was my next thought, was maybe if you get high up enough in the Asilla city the government, up above ground you get the house with the doughboy. Yeah, exactly. What's but, a doughboy? You don't call it Doughboy, do you? No. Oh, what shoot. is that? I think that might be a micellar thing. Like Pillsbury Doughboy? No, it's called a Doughboy. The above ground pools, a Doughboy. Oh. Okay. You've never heard. I've of- never been in one. I've never actually like seen one in person. I don't. Think. I think the Doughboy might be a brand of pool. Okay. This might be a this might be a jogging pants. My- <laughs> I, I regret it the minute it left my mouth. I'm a little nervous about it. No, I, it's it could be me. I hope it's it you. I hope it's weeks. you. I hope maybe it, I just haven't heard of it. I hope the doughboy is a thing. Okay, all right, moving on. But anyways, <laughs> I thought that was I thought that was crazy. Also, Wendy McFarland, Wendy the friend, with the short oh, yeah, hair, yeah, yeah. What were you going to say? Did about you her? catch the the comedy tragedy masks on the desk? I yes, I did. It. I honed in, and the Kermit they the, were intense, and the the Kermit the frog in the cup, the large yes. Kermit. So, yes. are we thinking that she's a drama teacher? Yes. Okay, so she's the drama teacher. But All right, she wasn't it. the one that became the principal or was a principal. Did we also meet a principal of no. the school? Was she? I don't remember the principal. I thought she was a fellow teacher, but was she an administrator? I thought so too, but then I felt like maybe she became an administrator or something, a principal. Could be wrong. But I did notice the tragedy comment. Okay, I was like, oh, she's the drama yeah. teacher. Oh, this is good. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. So precious moments. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's got. Oh, that's so sad that she's a drama teacher. She's a drama teacher. She's gonna have so much to like tell her students to dig deep from the pathos. well of like pathos. She'll be like, you know, where what I go to when I think of pain is my, my cousin, cousin killing one of my best friends. That's horrible. Yeah, yeah, it's really sad. Precious moments. Mm-hmm. I did think there were a couple sweet moments that Dana sparkle eye wore the make wore the earrings that um that Tara gave her on yeah. her wedding day i thought that was really that was sweet. that was mine that was really yes. yeah. and then maria said she talks to tara and asks her to watch over her daughters yeah and i was for some reason like got a little teary like i fully got teary i was like what is this eye fluid <gasps> coming out? i'm dead inside what's happening you have a heart i have a heart of course I'm, you do i'm the tin you're man. the tin man but I know it's so weird. MVP loser. I didn't really write down. There were lots. All the men to me were kind of losers. Yes, they were to you very much. And the women I liked, which is so rare for me. I like it. No, it's not rare. You like the women sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes when it's really all mean. the sisters, you like it. I like it yeah. when it's all when they have like a million sisters. Why yeah. didn't the fam? Speaking of sisters, why yeah. didn't the family do this Dayline interview? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're just trying to move on. I mean, it's gotten enough media attention. Maybe they just... Not even one of them, though. Not even the one with the hair. Not that... No, and she'd been on it before, and nor the mother or the father. Nobody. Hmm. Yeah. Brands unhappy being a dateliner now associated with murder. Mm. Beauty pageants, again. Yeah. High school boys, again. Pecan farms. Sure. Pecan farms. Police. Again, because I'm still not convinced that the police didn't have something to do with it. I'm still not. She was I'm, dating too many policemen for them to not have some involvement. I don't like that they had the name of Ryan Duke 4 weeks in to that investigation and then 13 years went by. That makes my that kind of stuff makes me nuts. Yeah. Follow every lead. 
you're a two stoplight town. You follow every lead. Somebody well, at a party are, what, says what something, you follow up. What do we know about the family? Is, like, are they well known in but the that's town my, or something? Yeah, see, you need to listen to the Payne Lindsay part because they go into that a little bit heavier that there might have been some like cover up and stuff happening mm. revolving around that farm because she actually died on that farm, buried in that farm. Or I think Ugh. her body was burned. It's something bad. But does he know how it happened? Like, yes. Did they lure her out there? Yes, they talk about that. I need to re. I should have re-listened to it before we did this podcast. So I'm sending some business your way, Payne. But like, people need to listen to the last few episodes because Payne one doesn't of, listen to us because it was something about there being a party and a bonfire and that maybe she was burned in the bonfire. Oh there's, my god! No, it's bad. There's there's stuff that's. Crazy. So she was hanging out with these bad time boys. It's like a Stephen Avery situation with the fire. It's uh-huh. something like that, unless I'm thinking of it completely wrong, but I don't think I am. Interesting. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, but she had to get lured out there because somebody came to her house to get her, right? But she left her car unlocked. Yeah, that's weird. And she never did that, apparently. So that's weird. Like, it almost seems like she was taken, but. I feel like the neighbors would have heard something if she was taken. I got to re-listen to this. I got to figure out what happened. Okay. Okay. Um, Joan Rivers Fashion Police. Yes. Well, obviously Sparkle Eye and Eyebrow. But we love you, Dana. Mm-hmm. We do. Um, was Andrea wearing a zip-up like leather shirt? Whatever. What are you talking? Wait a minute. Are you talking about the was red? Like, the red shirt that she was talking no, to Payne in? No. Oh. It was um it was black with the collar. Oh. No, it was light color. Oh, yeah. No, I think it was. I think it was a leather jacket. Yeah, it was just a it jacket. It reminded me of that flesh-colored one that she wore. I like the white one. the lady with the binoculars. I like the, oh, yeah. What was her name? Dana? I liked the- Dahlia. Um, not Dahlia. Delia? Delia. It was Delia. Yeah. Delia? Delia with the binoculars. So. Yeah. Yeah. I liked that white jacket. I liked all of Andrea's clothes in this. I liked I the black too. one with the little with the little embellished collar. I thought was really neat. And she hardly ever wears black, so I got excited. She looks great. Yeah. Uh, alternative theories. Mm-hmm. I said I she had so many men that she had drama with. Wait, I have one more fashion police. Oh, go. Why? Why was Maria so sunburned? I mean, that heat in the south. But you saw that they did a. They did a pull-away shot on her, and her entire chest and shoulders is bright red, and then she had white tan lines from a bathing oh, suit. I didn't notice. That's I think she went look. the day before Yeah, in the sun. She wanted to get a tan. Maybe she laid daylight. out a little bit. That's what I'm thinking. And it went badly. But I noticed it, and I was like, oh, she's sunburned. People prep in different ways to, if they're going to be on Dateline. That's true. Dana watched every YouTube tutorial and combined them all into one. Like look. I do. And then Maria went out and sunbathed. And got burned. I'm glad that I'm also coming clean about the makeup thing so that when people see me in real life, they'll be ready for it. Because it might get worse before it gets better. (laughs) (laughs) They see me in real life, they're like, oh, bye. That's a lot of makeup, ain't it? That's No one wears more makeup than my mother. So No, that's, I love your mother. I know, but we're going to start posting pictures, I think, of my parents soon. And uh, you'll see, you guys, with the glasses, the Charles Nelson Riley glasses. I love the glasses. They're fashionable yeah. and chic. I know. But so she, my parents haven't been on for a while because my mom is, like, blind right now. Um, so she just had a corneal transplant in one eye because she literally lost her sight. She got a really bad eye infection. She's doing okay, but my dad keeps joking that she got Charles Manson's cornea and oh that she's going to start killing us all. You need to watch that. What? You just need to watch her. 
Just make sure. I didn't realize oh, she was that. getting. Yes, so, I, I didn't do, realize I she was getting someone else's eye part. She got someone else's, and there have been stories of people getting like heart transplants, and then they start to like all of a sudden love steak, and they never ate meat before. Okay, let's or things like that. Like they love to. Um, they bought a motorcycle, and they've never liked driving fast. And the person who died had a motorcycle. What if she can see into the future? What, what if she it, becomes like, a clairvoyant? Like if she's uh, that's so Raven. Yeah, and it's that's so Joni. Oh, oh, that would make my life. Yeah, let's. I'm praying for the that. The spinoffs are endless. Okay, we have so many ideas. Mm-hmm. Okay, alternative theories. Yes. I did think there were a lot about the men, but then I was thinking the scariest bitches are those pageant girls. We all saw Drop Dead Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Those girls are hardcore. Yeah. I mean, I don't think she was actively competing anymore. She was more coaching. But, but the coaches are competitive. You need to watch co- Toddlers and Tiaras. The coaches hate too. each other. Really? Oh, yeah. The coaches like that. backstab each other all the time. Oh yeah. <gasps> like what? Like how? Like, and they talk they bad about the moms with each other's things. Yeah. Well, no, they try to make sure that they have booked the makeup artist and make sure the other make the makeup artist can't get in to see the other person. Oh, it's a <gasps> whole thing. Oh yeah, oh, it's so good. No, it's really good. You need to you need to watch that. Just like one episode to understand. I'm gonna send if you. If anyone a- hasn't seen Drop Dead Gorgeous. You're denying yourself one of the greatest pleasures in life. Yeah, you are. Bars. 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 Hojo. You think for the Air- Mall of America, they'd have the parking lot of America. <laughs> Airport Hojo. <laughs> <laughs> Airport Hojo. Okay. Um, most smartest. Most, most smartest. smartest. Get a picture okay. of that, boys. Most smartest. <laughs> one of you want to walk me home? Don't fall for it. She leaves two trailers down. <laughs> so it'll be a real easy, like. <laughs> So good. <laughs> I think we just make ourselves laugh. I don't know if anyone else. No is one laughing else is with laughing us with us. That's fine. That's uh, okay, so let's try to rename the episode and fail spectacularly. Good idea. We? Good idea. Yeah. Yep. And I was trying to think of it like a new name for this segment, like ridiculous rename, but I couldn't think of anything. Oh. Like because nothing rhymes. Like because we just already have the alternative yips. theories. Just call it the yips. The yips. <laughs> Okay, so, so should you? Should I go? Should How many go do you first? have? I have three. I have four. All right, I'll go first. Okay. I have glove with no love. Don't know. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I have Duke and the Dukas. Oh, because it's Duke and Dukes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know why yeah. it worked. Okay. Duke and the Duke S, like with yeah. S. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I get and then it. the best one of all. Are you ready? Yeah. Terrible tragedy. Drop That's the mic. good. Yes, it is. There you go. Yes, it is. It's, it's, it's incredibly tacky. Yes, it and is. I like it. It's the first one I thought in, of, and it's I, in I, terrible taste. Yes, it is terrible taste. Yeah, but I like it. But it's the first one I came up with, and I almost didn't do anymore because I was like, "Well, I did. That's it. We're done. <laughs> I'm done now. Thank I'm done. God." The relief I have when I come up with a title is like, oh, "I'm done. <laughs> I can relax now." It's just so, they're so hard for me. Why is this so stressful? And then I I've like know. set the bar for myself ridiculously high. Like, all right, be clever. Be clever, Katie. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's, it's just too much pressure. All right, what do you have? Copping to murder. Okay. 
Because I really feel like cops are no, involved somehow. That is good. And you've made sure to mention that several times throughout this episode. So it works for a title, <laughs> which is unfair. I know how to lay the pipe. Yes, you do. You laid that groundwork. Yes. Yeah, good job. Oh, wait. We've already had an argument about laying pipe. Yeah, we had it in the way earlier. It's it's a writing term, but you thought it meant something dirty, which it probably does no, too. No, it absolutely does. Yeah, but it's also a writing term. Oh, okay. Well, writers are gross. Go ahead. <laughs> This is be like a new game show that we'd have. Okay. It's called Was That Shade? We, it, we'd be like, it's time to play. And then the audience would go, was that shade? You know, like when the audience yells along with the, with the title like of it, a game show? Like as in almost every game show. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, well, you were looking at me like you did, did not you know. Did you think that needed, you needed to explain that to you me? You were looking at me like you did not know that pe- they do that. That's often. because I did my makeup like a crazy person today, so my <laughs> eyes are looking constantly surprised. <laughs> it's fine. Go ahead. I did my eyebrows okay. like higher. I don't know what's up. Go ahead. So anytime Andrea's a host, we play this and the audience goes, and anytime she says anything, we were like, was that Shade. Well, there's your soundbite. And then the contestant has to guess if it was shade or not that she was throwing. Okay, so am I the contestant? Yeah, you'd be the contestant. Okay, so go ahead. So, for example, all of the the police tip was fodder for the podcast. Was that shade? Maybe. No, it has to be a yes or no. And then I'll be the judge, maybe. And I'll be like, no, mm, sorry, wrong answer. The answer was yes, that was shade. What do you think? It's it's great. Should we call up some friends that have the play you. along? <laughs> I hate you. I hate you so much. Should we have? Should, seriously, do you want me to call Oliver and get Ulysses yeah. in here? Everybody in. <laughs> Everybody in. Everybody in. All the cats. <laughs> Oliver would so not have it. He would be the worst <laughs> contestant. Be like, I don't know. Who cares? I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> oh. Why do I? Why am I doing this again? Yeah, what are we Can doing? Can I go now? Yeah, <laughs> um, this makes no sense. <laughs> so it's I have a great two idea. More. Okay, thank you. But that's so not a title. More. That's a just no. A it's game not. Show I just kind of put it in there. That's fine. Okay, so actual titles. Got it. Smoky eye catches fire, leads to hot warmth. Good. What it's was like the hot warmth again? That was like Dana, a news. That was like a Dana newspaper headline. Maybe it we should like change this segment to questionable alternative titles and headlines. Headlines. Because I feel like you would do better at headlines. Right. Also, friends' titles. The one with the eye makeup. Yeah, you do well Maybe. with that. Yeah. Yeah, the one but with But remember, the she said hot warmth. She did say hot warmth, yeah. As opposed to cold warmth. Yeah. Um, and then my last one, yeah. this one I know you're going to like. Yeah, I'm ready. Ready? Mm-hmm. Just, I need you to prepare. I'm prepared, sort of. Should I get some ice? Hold on. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't want to choke. All right, go ahead. I'm ready. Death on a silver platter. It's good. It's good. I'm nodding. It's good. It's solid. It's good. Okay. Good. I was I was proud. Okay. Should we go to Twitter? Yes. Yes. Um, Wait, hold on. Do we know what Payne Lindsay's karaoke song is? (laughs) Oh yeah. What do we think it is? I wish there was a song that mentioned being a millennial podcast. Maybe we were only freshmen. sad song i bet it is a sad here's what i think i think it's one of the one song i have a few karaoke songs that when people pick it i it upsets me because they're really long 
comfortably numb is one of those. Which one is that? By Pink Floyd. It's 14 oh. minutes. So I don't mind if the song is long. I mind if there's a really long instrumental break. Because oh. it's awkward for everyone. It's awkward for the person standing up there because right. they feel like they have to do some sort of dancing or swaying or something. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, speed it. Why don't they just cut those out? Can I give you some advice? Yeah. Something to do if you are stuck in a situation where you want to sing that song, you know there's an instrumental break, you sing with the instruments. I think that's way more annoying, but it passes the time. I, I, okay. And sometimes gets a laugh. Okay. Yeah, I think that maybe, is solid life advice. I'm not sure if it's good advice. It might be really annoying, but it's something that I always do. Okay. So first, Katie proposed the Starbucks Katie with an X, which is a great with idea. An X walk away, and now she's proposing this. You sing along with the instruments during karaoke instrumental breaks. If someone tries it out, please tell us. Video it if possible. If you see eye rolling in the audience, stop. Yeah. What was the crowd reaction? Stop immediately. If they're laughing, you can do it, but you can't do it too long because it gets old really fast. Or don't play, don't try to do air guitar unless you're amazing at air guitar and then do air guitar because it's enjoyable to watch. And I like right. watching people do good air guitar. But you pick, do? pick an instrument that is not being played. So if there's a guitar solo, like pretend to play the flute or the clarinet. That's and the do quote like, that's of the funny. episode that Sean G is going to latch on to. Katie saying, I enjoy watching people doing good air guitar. I have a friend, Jake. Jake does really good air guitar. He goes, wee, 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 wee. He does like the face and the whole thing. And it's super fun. It's super funny. But he's good at it. So, And then sometimes he plays the drums and that looks good. But I can't do any of those. I don't know. Maybe this is all bad advice. This is okay. all terrible, terrible life advice. Okay. Um, can I go to Twitter now? Yeah. Okay. Melissa Wilson. Seems to me if Dateline is going to feature a podcast on the show, it should really be Date Dateline. Hashtag Aww. just saying. Oh, thank I you. I know. It's nice. That's nice. Um, Becca Bird. Quit calling yourself a millennial. Annoying. That is weird. There- Oh, it is, is it is a kind of annoying to s- refer to yourself. Like, because no one else would it's, do that. You wouldn't be like the baby boomer podcaster. That's not, what? No okay, one would do that. For the 10th time, we what? are not baby boomers. No, I, I'm aware of this, oh, okay, but I'm good, just because saying. Because someone like, in our lives thought that we were baby boomers, and we were like, do, do you know when the war was? What is your problem? I sent you that text. Yeah, you did. What did that he text just, say? It said, I can't remember now. He thinks pretty woman. Oh, no, and- no, no. It was so much. Hold on. The story goes. This this person that Kimberly and I both know. Who's was very talk- young. Who didn't we, know who Madonna was. We were talking. said she's like a singer lady. We were talking about the Louisa May Alcott book, Little Women. <laughs> and he says, oh, I know that. That's when she like goes into a store and says, "Oh, but you didn't help me before. <laughs> now you're gonna help." And I and I and there was just silence in the room. And I said, "Are you talking about Pretty Woman?" <laughs> and he goes, "What? No, that's what you were talking about." I said, "No, Little Women." And he goes, "No, it's the same thing." He thought it was the same, same thing. These are these are what these are the children. These are these are what's happening. He's 18 years old. He graduated from high school. He went he to a year to of college. Vote. He's 19. No, he can vote. He, he can drive procreate. a car. He could have a child. We're in, yeah. Oh guys, come on. Get educated. 
Yeah. It's too much. Madonna, was she some old singer lady? Some old singer lady. Wait, Victoria Beckham's married to David Beckham? Oh. Who's Victoria Beckham? You didn't know what the Spice Girls were. <laughs> so good. No, he's not. He's oh. he's on the loser list. I'm no, perpetually. He's he so is so nice. nice. He, he is so know. nice. He's so nice, but he doesn't know anything. No, but I need to have him write that, things down. Yeah. So we need there needs to be there's a podcast called like how to be less old, which is about people like our age learning about young people things like Snapchat. But there okay. needs to be one for teaching millennials important pop culture things that they should know. Like the that Spice happened Girls. before their time. Like the Spice Girls. Like Madonna is not an old singer chick. Oh my gosh. Madonna. What Pretty Woman is. What Little Women is. What Little Women is. How he That's got through. That's just a through. school. Schools should have taught him that. Schools should have taught him that. And he went to a good school. Because I have grilled him about it. He went to like a charter school. Wow. I don't understand. Okay, wow. go ahead. Andrew W., doesn't he know that you should use the Wi-Fi at Starbucks to make creepy YouTube hits? Yeah, we didn't really mention that, but the YouTube guy was found because they just, like, traced his URL. Is that really how? I was wondering about that. Was it just like, <laughs> there's his IP address. Yeah. Let's go to his house. He lives Here with his mom. Yeah. Mom answers the door. She's like, What's going Jimmy? on? Jimmy? <laughs> what is it? Andrew? These men are here for you. <laughs> He comes out with like a balls deep T-shirt. Oh, yes, yes. that's what happened. Put that the cuffs exactly on Exactly what happened. Yeah, use someone else's Wi-Fi. What they should be doing is using Injun Joe's Wi-Fi. Where that is he it? borrowed <laughs> from Cherry slash Larry? I still think you're saying E N G I N E because that's the first thing I heard. So I always thought it was like train conductor Joe. <laughs> So I expected him to be wearing like I one of those Casey Jones There caps. were several people okay. that were confused. Because yeah. it's so unbelievably racist. Yeah. It's I know. Shocking. So you don't expect them to be, but that it is. It's, it's Native it's, American Joe. And it's shocking that Dateline went with it. Yeah. They were like, well, that's what they call them. We're going to put it in. But yeah. it is borderline. Phoebe Buffet. I love it. Mm-hmm. Dang it. Even the YouTube creep has horrible eyebrows. Is there something in the water in Osceola? Oh, boy. Was he even from Osella? Do we find no, out where he was so. from? I don't think so. He's the loser from the episode, right? He is, for yeah. sure. Okay. Yeah. Gary Georgievich. Weirder than that latex glove is the red bark mulch that some people like. What? Out on her lawn. She had the red bark mulch? <laughs> I think so, yeah. Is that just like a cheaper option, though? I don't mind that. I don't mind. I. It's a very look. It's like a East Coast look to me. Sort of like, a, but maybe it, this was in the South. I don't know. Like, I don't mind it, but it's a look. Interesting that he honed in on that, because I did not. I missed it. Oh, Gary hmm. Georgievich hones in. Um, he's a honer. He's a honer. Dana Sand. Damn millennials with their podcasts and vaping and solving decade-old murders. In my day, when a case went cold, it stayed cold. <laughs> That's uh, Anne said, hmm, podcast boy didn't solve it? <laughs> People were kind of snarky wow, about Wow, kind of snarky about um, pain, huh? Anne also said, Marcus and Payne, it's a double-douche date line. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Dateline producer said, Tara also had a deep fascination with American history and loved to visit historic courthouses with Maria. What? 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 I Is mean, that real? 
That's real. Daylight no. producer said that. They would what? go together to visit his... St- I love when people have an interest, like a yeah. nerdy interest in something, and it makes them so much more likable to me. I wish they had included that in the episode because I tell- would have been like... That's kind of interesting. Why didn't they show pictures it's, of them like going around the South yeah. visiting historic courthouses? It's super nerdy, and I love it. So oh. instead of saying, like, life of the party, they need to include stuff like that, really yeah. specific stuff. Why don't we have stuff like that? That we enjoy? Like we an are interest. Com- we have different interests. We don't shouldn't be friends. We should stop saying that. It hurts my feelings, number one. <laughs> but number two, we have, we have interests. We have Arrested Development. Oh, all right. Move on. I'm gonna, the Office. I'm, I'm getting a tear. Okay. Aaron, we have gossiping and talking badly about other people. We have discuss, discussions. Yeah. We have analytical discussions about people who should be living their lives better. Sure. A.K.A. know what little women is. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Aaron Lynch. I'd be mad if my BFF went on Dateline and was like, oh, girl, she was unstable. <laughs> yeah, that's not great. <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> Erica Fisher said, it would be so petty of me to point out that this woman's eyeshadow is terribly unblended. So I'm not even going to mention it. Oh, boy. Blending is a big <laughs> thing in the Instagram beauty community. They really? go after each other on that, yeah. For unblending. For not blending properly. And Is I don't that under- like a new insult? Like, you're not even a blender. I don't, oh, no, but it could be. But I don't know what it means. We blend. No, but like, what? it looks blended to me, so I'm not sure what they're saying. Which makes me think that I'm definitely not blending. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think you're blending, then. I don't think Katie I does not blend, you guys. I do not blend. I don't understand. Also, Oliver does sometimes tell me, hey, you have a line right here <laughs> for my foundation. Because <laughs> I, like, I just go for it, and then I sort of forget. And then I'll oh, catch yeah. my face in the mirror, and I'm like, oh, why is that different color than this? These should, should be similar colors. I feel like I should not talk because literally I put on like a three-year-old mascara, which is terrible and probably yeah, going to give me an eye infection is, like my mom. It is going to give you an eye infection. I need to buy Stop a new it. one. Someone tell me like a cheap drugstore I will buy. Brand. I have 15 in a box from subscriptions that I don't use. I'm just going to oh, give you like five. Yeah, yeah no. I need a I mascara. I keep thinking I'm going to sell them on Poshmark as like a lot and I don't. It's mascara because like, I have like no eyelashes and they're blonde. So like I just do mascara and nothing else. Powder. I don't. Yeah. I don't own any foundation. I don't own you any don't eyeshadow. Don't I don't use it. anything. No, I need it. I just don't know. I'm just so lazy. I just don't have the energy. You're just lucky can't. you have a pretty face. Stop it. No. Some of us need help. I have to draw oh, the eyebrows. Guess what? My dad told me the other day. I was covering up a zit, and he yeah. goes, "You're too old to be getting zits." Oh, <gasps> thanks, you're, Dad. You're never too old, Dad. You can have wrinkles and zits at the same time. Which is awful and a cruel joke of nature. Thanks, God. Stop that. Yeah. Okay. HD Geo. I didn't know thin eyebrows are back in the game. Snarky said, oh, Snarky Party Tart. Is no. That, yes. <laughs> snarky Party Tart? Yes. That handle is taken? Yeah. Oh. Too bad. That is awesome. It's okay. Shame. It's good. Is eyeshadow and lipstick wearing a tiger print blouse also? Oh. Well, bless her heart. She was. She was. I didn't mention it. She was. So yeah. if you do have animal print on your bingo, you can. Yeah. You can but also, that. Snarky is just calling her eyeshadow and lipstick as her name. Oh, is eyeshadow no. and lipstick wearing a tiger print Oh, Dana's bless so nice, her heart. though. Bless, bless her heart. heart. Dana Sand again. 
guys never date a beautiful young woman they'll only get themselves murdered and you'll be the prime suspect on that note i want you to know i'm middle-aged 20 pounds overweight and single (laughs) mark sardella marcus's only mistake was not marrying tara and done with grace said then it would have been tara's mistake so not yeah so some people people were not People were divided on Marcus, but mostly not happy with him. Dateline producer, Marcus Harper, also recently became engaged. Good for him. I'm going to send you a silver platter. Uh, Girl Thriving, still not a Marcus fan. Man, Um, everyone went hard on Marcus. Max Langer, I think it was an old sweet potato pageant rival. Oh, there we go. Someone holding a grudge. They live at home. They look at their photos. They were robbed from a pageant like 10 years before. Yeah. Robbed. And they've yeah. been holding on to that grudge and writing Tara's name on a list every day. And they she just did. wanted to cross it off. She made it far. She went all the way to Miss Georgia. So maybe it was mm-hmm. the person that bumped her out of Miss Georgia. Because mm-hmm. that's a that's the biggie, right? Uh, you're a ghost. Oh, it's just Alf- Alfredo Rapp, mm. who I love. Osilla was the Texas of Georgia, it would seem. Interesting. Um, also, did you keep also, thinking Wasilla? Yeah. Oh, my God. You did. So okay, much me too. I thought Wasilla. Me too. Okay. Yes. She also said, I'm from effing Texas, and I had to turn on the closed captions for this episode. Wow. And she also said, ha, 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 Marcus is treating Canning like an idiot. This dude sucks. Put the man in jail. Wow. Yeah. No one likes people being condescending to Andrea. No. Um, Phoebe Buffet says, what does Bo du- <laughs> why does Bo Dukes look like your 45-year-old gym teacher who sits backwards on a metal folding chair and watches creepily while your class runs laps? Ooh. Right? Good call. Yes. Good um, call. Dateline, Very astute. Yes. Dateline tweeted during the episode, have you ever felt like your town was portrayed in a negative light? And Mad Dabbers wrote, I think the producers listen to you. Because <laughs> we always say that they did. Yeah. Uh, nope. And then Sean G wrote, God, Sean G, <laughs> here's a Chickasaw Arrowhead's flight away from the Big Muddy. It said Mark Twain had diarrhea so bad he was heard to declare, I hate this town. <laughs> what? <laughs> I can't. His Half of his tweets, I swear, they make no sense and they make me laugh so hard. He's the Kills smartest me. person I know. He is the smartest person we know. Oh, okay. something came from Amazon for Sean G. Speaking <gasps> of. Yes. I did it. Sean, so there was one part of your package, Shanji, that I could not find anywhere that Kimberly very kindly him. suggested. Oh, okay, you told me. You him. went to four different stores. Yeah, I did. And I, I did. tweeted and, and in I te- various parts of town. And I texted you, why didn't you just go on Amazon? No, and and I, it was a long pause. Was and then really you upset. wrote, F me, F yeah. me, oh my God. I was very, very upset because it would have been just done. Yeah. So get ready, Shanji. It's exciting. It's here. It's coming. It's here. Um, it's here. No, it's here. Am, it's here. Yeah. It's, it it's arrived. It's coming to you. One of them is crumpled, so I will be sending you the nice one. Oh, good. Yes. The crumpled one I'll give to you, Kimberly. Tammy got her package and What'd loved it. What did she say? She, she had a She had a crazy week. Her, she One of her friends passed away. She went to her friend's funeral, and it was also her birthday week. And she Wait, came should we be to, talking about that on air? Yes, she, she okay. tweeted it. Okay. And then she came back from the funeral and found the package. 
She said it like made her whole like week. It made I'm her. I'm glad so it happy. made it better at so least. So that's why it was not meant to be that you sent it earlier. There you go. It she got like it when she knew. needed it. Uh huh. Did she get her Kohl's cash? I think she got everything. Okay, yeah, she good. tweeted a picture. Good. If you want to do an unboxing video, Tammy, I think the people would love that. Dana Sand again. I could never be Miss Sweet Potato. However, I'd be a lock for Miss Giant Soft Pretzel with extra cheese sauce. Yes. <gasps> Who is that? Uh, Dana Sand. She is right funny. there. She's right there with us. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Cindy Boxer. Anyone see the old news footage of Lester in this episode? It's like Inception. It's in Lestion. Yes. Good. Cindy. Yes. <laughs> Okay, I had said that you had lots of thoughts about the episode before you had even seen it because yeah. but I meant because of pain. Mm-hmm. And Erica or Aaron Lynch wrote, Is Katie jealous that she was never Miss Sweet Potato? I know I am. Oh Lord. <laughs> Megan Colucci, alternate title. Dukes are hazard us. Get it? <sighs> Why didn't you get it? Why didn't I'm, you do it? I don't know. Why did I do Duke and Duke? Dukes, because I was thinking dukes and duchesses, and I was just come on, Katie. You know that that's gonna. Why are you? I'm furious. It's so good. Shame. It's a damn shame. I know. Phoebe Buffet. These millennials and their podcasts and their ruining of the diamond industry. I didn't actually get that, and I had to Google it. Because <laughs> apparently millennials are being blamed for ruining five industries. Would you like to know what they are? Yes, I'm, yeah, what? Okay, first is movies and TV. Okay. Because they're all cutting the cord and streaming. Mm-hmm. Second, diamonds. Apparently diamonds. they're not. They're just not buying diamonds because they don't have money and they're getting married later and they can't even afford to eat their avocado toast. So neither can we. Third is cereal. What? Which like act like cereal, and I think it's because everyone's doing avocado toast and those overnight oats. Everyone's obsessed with those overnight steel cut oats. What are you talking so about? You put the oats in a mason jar and then you fill it with milk. And like fruit, and then you set it overnight in the fridge, and then you eat it in the morning. For it's what? It's like a new thing for breakfast. Well, how is that delicious? It's like pudding, kind of, I guess. Wait, you put brown, you put brown sugar in you the You can oats. put brown sugar, you can put maple syrup, but like it's supposed to be, I don't know. I like crunchy, so I'm, I'm sticking with cereal. But what are you talking about? No one's doing overnight oats. Everyone is doing overnight oats. It's the thing, Katie. I watch all these videos of people living in vans. It's called van life. No. And they all do overnight overnight oats. All of them. I mean, all right. It's overnight oats is the new avocado toast. There, I said it. I didn't want to say it. I know it's going to cause some controversy. I'm going to get some hate mail, but I said it. I think I've only ever actually had avocado toast like one time. Oh, I don't think I've ever had it because <laughs> I'm too old. Wait, is there salmon on avocado toast? There's salmon you, on it. No, you can put anything you want on it. It can just be avocado and like salt and pepper. But you don't just do av. You don't smear avocado like butter, right? It's slight. I had slices of avocado on like you a. Usu- thing. I think they usually slice it and then mash it with a fork. So it is. So it like is like butter. butter. Yeah. The fourth industry. Yeah. Is home buying obviously? Oh, they, buying houses. They can't buy homes. And well, of course not, because everything costs a bazillion yeah, dollars. Not their fault. And but this is so funny. The fifth one. What is it? Sunflower seeds? Which is it? Oh, 
It's candy. Ca- no, it's casual restaurant chains like Applebee's, Chili's, and TGI Fridays. Well, that's a damn shame. So I guess Applebee's started a campaign to try to bring in millennials, no. and then they publicly announced last year that their campaign had failed to bring oh in my gosh. new young people because people are they go to those boutique places like remember when i told my friend or i told my brother i was taking my friend to bj's which is like yes. my favorite restaurant yeah. and my brother went ugh a chain oh <gasps> like, what yeah my brother is like a millennial it's so terrible so okay wait 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 but not red robin I think Red Robin too. That's a casual restaurant chain. Yes. But you know what? That this explains a lot for Applebee's because Applebee's menu has changed a lot. Remember when we went down to see Stephanie and we went to Applebee's? Remember how the menu was like wacky? You could do two of this and three of this, oh, but they were all trying kind to appeal of, to the millennials. But they were all kind of gastropubby type options. They were there all like go. bacon, Brussels sprouts, things like that. They were like gastropub type food. There that they were bringing go. into Applebee's. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Okay, my final tweet, which is yes. so good. Aaron Lynch again. He's all crawling under houses. Do y'all work that hard for your stories at Day Daylight? Oh. <laughs> no, we don't. No, we don't at all. We don't even take the time to Google most times. Called out. <laughs> we didn't <sighs> listen to the to the episodes to find out more. We didn't do research. We do nothing, Aaron. I'm so sorry. Sometimes we watch double episodes like The Staircase or Lacey Peterson or things yeah, like that I we us- do outside. And you usually watch or listen to the episode more than once. I usually watch I it do. once. <laughs> we suck. We're not crawling under houses. I don't want to get all dirty. No. We crawl under a house, though. I mean, would we? Yeah. If we were trying to solve a case, yes, we would. Okay. Um, I, I know, know we're running we do really it. long, but there's so much I need to talk to you about. And you well, seem to pick, be in a good pick mood. Pick the top one. Why? Because we are now over two hours. So That's pick fine. the top one. People will be happy. Okay. So in unconsolable, uns, what's, our, what's the unspeakable, our okay. episode with, with Liz, Fizz, yes. um, who we love. Tara Kucha on Facebook wrote... Hi, Kimberly and Katie. I couldn't sleep last night and sat awake at 3 a.m. thinking about the one with the seizure. So if that lady practiced the chair trick with the pillowcase or whatever, wouldn't she have been trapped in her closet? Did her husband get her out when she practiced? Did she tell him what she was she was doing this just for kicks? I can't get past this. What am I missing? And that it is, didn't even occur to me. You're right. Obviously, she would have to practice, and then she would be trapped in the closet, and she would need help him to get her out, right? She would have had to practice. You're totally right. If she had I mean, masterminded this whole thing. Mind yeah, blown. Mind Tara blown. said later, she's like, well, maybe she could have watched YouTube videos, but she's like, that's arrogance to just watch the videos and, and not just practice. Think, and think that you can do I it can do on it the, the night, night of. of. Yeah. No, 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 no. Very good. Very and then good point. her husband would be like, um, why do you keep locking yourself in the closet? Oh, it's for fun. It's this new game I saw at work they're talking about. You know, I've got to listen. Have you started listening to Truth and Justice yet? Yeah, it's great. Okay, I've got to start listening. I have not. I've not had time. I'm going to do it. I'm writing it down. Everyone should be listening to Truth and Justice. It's about Sandra Melgar. It's so good. But isn't that that interesting that we didn't even think about that? That is so, that's such a good point. I know. I know. I'm glad I picked that one when I was given only one to pick. I'm glad I picked that topic. I feel good good about it. 
<laughs> I feel really good. So thank you, everybody. Maybe tell us if you're supposed to download the episode or if streaming counts, if anyone knows, and then download episodes and follow us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook because I'm doing Facebook now and there's more action happening. And find us on Patreon and maybe support us if you want to. If you don't, that's so cool too. And just keep listening and like and subscribe and all that biz- business. Nope. But uh, that's it. And don't watch alone. Watch with a watch with your silver platter. Watch with your creepy gym teacher who watches you when you run laps. Watch in your diamonds with your avocado toasted Applebee's. Millennials, <laughs> we love you. We do. So sorry. Bye, everybody. Bye.